0: Welcome to the GCW Plants Podcast, episode 64. John, how are you doing tonight? I've been waiting for this episode for a long, long time. Uh, How are you doing tonight? Good. Same thing. After watching it uh, the next night after TOS, I knew there was a lot to talk about, and we will definitely be covering a lot and everything that did happen at Cage of Survival COS 2. Okay,
1: so we have some pre-show remarks here. Um... The black curtain in the back i wanted to mention that was kind of helpful to the aesthetics it shrunk the building did you kind of notice that at all it looks now so much better yeah it took away some of the depth so it doesn't look like some big empty area back there it's nice it's it's a lot better that way they made a good choice to do that
0: oh okay i see like, what you're saying though. yep
1: i see it i can't remember the place but it's somewhere else that they have where they have that big warehouse is that in illinois I know you're Indiana. They have a huge warehouse that they use for yeah. They always NGI,
0: have it's Chicago. Yeah, with the NGI, the Hoffman Estates. It reminds me of that. Yeah, I thought oh, that just, too, just a little bit when we first were watching Tos. I said that that uh, that this visually just reminded me of NGI with uh, how big the space was and the white walls and everything. But yeah, I can see the curtains now, and it does now flashing back and thinking about it with the NGI, it does uh, add a little bit more than the, just the plain old white walls than we're, that we're used to seeing.
1: Yeah, they they filled the room better. I think that's the best way to put it. Um, I also noticed some of the TOS banners are still up. OK, <laughs> so there's, uh, it's fine. Um, they didn't have really anything else up. And to be honest with you, with how that show went, it's no big deal. They should be proud of what they did the night before.
0: Yeah, I would have left it up, too, just because it kind of goes along with the whole weekend. So
1: I'll just kind of jump into
0: it, Emil.
1: I'm in Atlantic City. So the fans were some of the best fans that I've heard on TV in a long time for a GCW crowd. Tons of COS chants for Cage of Survival 2. I didn't want to go too far into any... I didn't want to go into the first match yet until I see if maybe you have something to say, because I don't have a lot of pre-show remarks on this one, really. Um, Just we know what we're going to get in this kind of a show, and I just... uh,
0: I was kind of curious at the beginning, heading into this show. Uh, uh, based off of what we saw at TOS, I my immediate thought was how was, if Jun Kasai is going to get involved somehow, some way in the main event because of the night before, um, or if him and Nick Gage would have something. I was kind of just hoping for like a big Jun Kasai. Uh, A little further in the storyline of what happened at TOS with them attacking uh, Rena and with Rena being in the main event, I was interested to see how that match and kind of all the different possibilities that could have happened during that match. Um, Yeah, just to kind of like a big blow off or big maybe even lead up to what's going to happen with the GCW World Title, June Kasai, Rena, and everything else uh, that's been going on with all those parties. And um, that was my main. Thing I was looking forward to to the COS and like it was a pretty good car like Vikingo versus uh uh ninja Mac was crazy Cardona versus yeah. the Kirks was going to go crazy I was, I was actually really looking forward to see store just a lot of the different storylines being furthered during this show and a lot of them did get uh pushed and um that that's what I was looking forward to at the beginning of the show and heading into the show all right man give it to me what's our first match of the night all right so the first match of COS2 is Maki Ito going against Janai Kai and uh, I know you'll have it uh, later on in your notes but I was stylistically couldn't be further apart and I was just wondering how this match would go along and I was hoping this match would kind of keep Janai Kai looking strong And kind of lethal, like as part of her character. That's the one thing I was kind of worried. I hope uh, I was, I knew kind of that Maki was going to win with the role and everything that's been going on that she's been doing with Cardona and Gage and everything. But I really wanted to keep Janaya Kai looking strong because I really think she could be utilized a little bit more in GCW with the women's matches just because of like her different look, her different attitude, and her different ring style. And um, I wish this match would have gone longer, but. I thought it was a pretty good match and kind of told the perfect story of with the two competitors throughout this match. So
1: since we were talking about Janai Kai, I'll just mention her for a second. When she came out, I like her music and I like her attitude. She has that that crazy killer look. Like she smiles, like, you know, I'm going to enjoy fucking you up. Yeah. she has that kind of a look to her and I really enjoy it a lot. So I wanted to mention that because I feel like I haven't really seen her in a while. And it's, it's nice to see her, on my screen
0: again. Yeah. She has that. You said the killer look. And like, I think we were talking about blood sport when it was killer Kelly against Marina. Uh, we were mm. kind of talking about that. We kind of think like, I just, that's a blood sport match. I would like to see now it's killer, killer Kelly and either Janai Kai or Janai Kai with, uh, Going against Marina, I think that'd be cool. Lending into her kickball style, or kickboxing style and karate style. I thought that would be perfect for Bloodsport. But that her look is like has that intimidating look, which, as I said, I think it's different than any other woman that we see in GCW because she actually kind of has the background and her gear and everything else goes along with her character look. I, I really enjoy like the badass kind of character that she's portraying lately.
1: So, Gage's music hits. Out comes Makito. I I wrote here that I like how her red and black gear naturally match the MDK style. Um, If someone told me this was Maki's direction a year ago, I wouldn't have believed it. I think same thing with you. This whole thing hit us by surprise from day one yeah i I, didn't expect
0: it i've always worried since day one with her competing uh just to see where they were going to go after taking the first couple losses but i'm glad she stuck around and adapted and changed and uh i'm glad that the mdk gang accepted her and (laughs) let her be a part of it because it's one of the more entertaining and stylistically her and nick gage is just two complete polar opposites but when they interact with each other and the fans like it's ma- It's been magic every single time, and it's been cool to see, because it seems like... I know you made mention of it. It seems like you could tell Nick Gage is enjoying himself and having kind of fun instead of being the serious... I'm going to kick everyone's ass all the time. You see he's enjoying someone else kind of getting the rub off of him, and I've seen, he gets to see it as she's in there doing his entrance, and she, he gets to finally see what it's like with other people get to experience what he gets to experience all the time. So it ha- that has been fun as well.
1: Okay, so... Uh- you know what? That's a good point, but you it's so complete. I won't get onto it there. Um, Maki starts the match with her own efforts on matching kicks with Janiya. I don't know why she tried to match kicks, but all of her kicks were very, very weak. They did not affect Janiya at all. Janiya answers with one single kick and it put her straight down. Maki came off as over her head in the kick game. That's the one thing I wanted to mention there. But it was only a five-minute match so i'll just mention kind of the obvious the fans were solidly behind maki she was doing the headbutt that she likes to do early it basically was like sporadic offense as jennai was methodically working her over so the way jennai fights is very paced and it is methodical so i kind of like it so maki was belly down quite a few times there and jennai was just working her over but yeah, Maki's headbutts were basically the only thing that kept her in this match. And our finish here was Ito with a DDT into a top rope DDT for three. So our winner in this match was Maki Ito.
0: Yeah, as you said, short match, but kind of delivered what I was hoping for. It kept Janaya looking kind of strong and you let her showing off her striking skills. And then, uh, yeah, Maki Maki in the headbutt spots also becoming one of a favorite of mine. Remember that they yeah. tried attacking her and she's like, really? That's all you got? And then pounds her own head into the corner. Um, it was good. I'm kind of glad. I kind of now after all the stuff that happened after the match, um, I know we'll get into, I kind of understand now why I was so short, but I would have liked it a little bit longer just to skip, uh, Jani Kai a little bit more over throughout this match but it did a good job of keeping Maki strong and another big uh, big win over a strong competitor in Jani Kai and I'm interested if they are going to have the women's championship kind of come back with Diana uh, Peraza. I know like, they brought it back for one JCW show and then nothing after that i'm kind of wondering if they do do something now with like maybe maki Ido as a women's champion or someone else that like stepped a land or someone else like some, another person in the storyline aliad being going on and defending that would be a good one as well
1: yep i said it before i'll say it again ali's the one that if there was a woman to put that belt on in gcw that's the one who's earned it yeah i'm gonna counter you on something I said uh, in my notes here, I think five to seven minute matches are perfect for Maki. Her entrance and gimmick are basically enough for me. Um, You made a good point, though. You know, there should have been just a touch more time for her opponent to um, to shine a little more so that she felt like she could get in a certain amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. Maki's mostly the entrance. Her entrance and her gimmick is really what works the best for her. And thank goodness she killed that entrance because, yeah, that old entrance, first of all, it didn't translate very well from like Japan to America. Like it didn't it didn't fit with our culture very well. And when it just came off a little odd and then she was lip syncing most of the time. So it came off a little weird to GCW. We still loved her, but we had to overlook the entrance.
0: Yeah, they
1: they fixed that. And this has just been a love story between Maki and the fans ever since.
0: I agree with you. Like five to seven minutes for Maki is good. That's why I was saying I wanted more time just for Janai Kai, as you mentioned. That was my only yes, thing. Yes. But I agree with you. Like between Maki, her her entrance, now that it's the MDK one, I think it's pretty cool too with the MDK entrance because even if Nick Gage isn't there, but Maki is, the fans are still being able to react and still being able to partake in that entrance, even though it's Maki, because it still gets pretty rowdy. Just obviously not as crazy with uh, Nick Gage when he comes out, but it is, I think it's perfect between her entrance and getting the, her little spots in during those matches, the comedy spots, and then get her DDTs in for the win. I think it is perfect for her. Those shorter style matches. So did we ever
1: talk about the idea of adding, I think we did adding more people to the MDK gang.
0: Yeah. You were asking like who should be involved. Yeah. And like I I, we kind of said SGC. I forget. We kind of said SGC because they are part of it, yeah, technically, it's... anyway. But uh, yeah, I think we're, not, we talked if about that. other people.
1: not SGC, I'd put in Los Macisos. They're another one that they have the attitude. They just be enforcers. Yeah. I don't know. I just wanted to kind of... <laughs> okay, so moving on. Music plays and out comes Cardona and DeLander. She's holding a women's internet championship belt. We're getting shut the fuck up chants from the crowd. we the birds flying everywhere. He gets there out and he's going, okay. He yells, I'm an indie God. And that's the goddess. She's the death match queen. I fucking, I love this dude. Like I, he's unique. And again, I think it'll take until he's further in his career before people really appreciate the amount of talent, the amount of creativity that's going into this. Also with the belts and with the uh, outfits and everything, he's putting a lot of his own money into everything he's doing too, which is just fantastic.
0: And it's so anti GCW. It's so perfect too. It's like, it's in his comfort and his area that he's just excelling at with the over the top wrestling sports entertainment character instead of the wrestling character. I, I just love how it's all been working perfectly anti GCW and seeing the reaction he's getting, but still now like the reaction Steph's getting I, I, don't want to skip ahead during this match. I don't really see it in your notes here. What? Okay. Oh, go ahead. You say what you say. Well, it might we be agree. later That's on. That's terrible. Okay. So it's later on yeah. during the match. Uh, they start chanting like, Chelsea's better. Like, I felt bad at that point because, like, I get it. I just felt like it was a little disrespectful because... I've okay. actually been enjoying yes. everything Steph's been doing in this. Yes and no, you know how. I agree. Like Chelsea, obviously, would be better, but obviously, like you're not going to get here. for a while. That note. What?
1: <laughs> the note that says I love Delander, but Chelsea would have knocked this character out of the park. No,
0: if she. I, was. I don't want to
1: say anything against Delander yeah. actually because I fucking I love her, her size, her like everything about her, and like I said, I am a huge sensational sherry fan like my wife will tell you she's one of the few that i really really have talked about about she's just a fantastic heat magnet great on the microphone great you know on the side of the ring delander's doing the same thing so i don't want to you know i'm just saying that we're used to seeing like you know two people together i'm trying to think of like two things that always go together but we're used to always seeing them together so when someone else comes in it's kind of different but she's still doing a damn good job
0: yeah, I'm not saying the fans are wrong. I would prefer Chelsea better too. I think she was better at at this, but not by a lot. Like I think Steph's filling in just to jump in and to kind of fill in and quickly as she did automatically yeah. that first night in New York to like help Matt, and then the heat that she's drawn since then. And I think she's only had that one match, maybe two matches in GCW to still get as much heat as she's been go- doing. Like I think she's fit the role in good. And I, I kind of, I did feel bad during like when they were chanting it, but I, I really think she's fit in perfectly. And I, maybe she's trying too much with the fuck yous and all this, like the over the top antics, like trying to do what Cardona does. But I think Cardona is perfect for it. Cause he's more comfortable where Steph's still trying to find her footing. I think just in general as the independent wrestler, after just being let go from NXT, I think she's finally right, finding this right. character, but it's been like perfect for her and perfect for Cardona. Like Cardona needed, that extra foil to get the heat. As you said, the heat magnet, someone that just got off NXT, which is also anti GCW stuff, like it's traditional sports entertainment, not the wrestling that GCW's doing. I think she's been perfect in her role and gets a good job getting the heat, getting the fans to hate her. And I think like she might take it as a, as a uh, when they said like we're saying like we uh, chelsea's better she might take it personally but i think she's fitted in perfectly i i just really enjoy what they've been doing did you watch like the new video they put out today of like the new. law and order new oh, yeah jesus yes yes yeah i do oh, <laughs> <a nude. laughs>
1: I, I was like oh no yeah <laughs> what got leaked to the internet now um yeah, I got to see just a very small part of it, but I was at work at the same time.
0: Yeah, it was pretty. It was one of their f- videos, but that's something. As I said, take a, it takes two minutes. They're further in the story, and boom, they keep the thing going. And I just really enjoy like their internet presence and their social media videos have been really funny and entertaining. I think as well.
1: Also, they're entertaining. Those videos they're entertaining enough to where two years from now you can still watch them and chuckle a little when you watch it. Oh yeah, I do like that a lot. Uh, back to this other thing here i think it's more about you know the fans are just picking more of like an attractive thing i think that's kind of what they're doing with the chelsea thing
0: oh. however
1: the dimension that i'm going to go is that because of that chelsea wouldn't get as much heat i think delander's getting more heat than chelsea would have got with chelsea you're kind of playing along ah fuck you kind of thing but with Delander, lander people really don't like her and it's not really really i'm just saying they really don't like Character her character and yeah. what she's doing, and that's fantastic. Do you really? Uh, do you think that, that Chelsea is able to get as much heat as Delander in this? Oh yeah, He's setting. Or do you think that sh- they would look at her as more cutesy?
0: No, because they were just destroying her like a ham. Every time she came out, Cardona or Chelsea was probably getting the more most of the heat because, like, they were booing the shit out of her. But she had the. She was kind of playing that Karen character, just in GCW that she's doing now in WWE a little bit. Out here with like just being snotty and looking acting above everyone else. I thought she was doing a very good job of getting heat that way. And, um, I, I, you're the one who knows
1: sometimes better than I do, so that's why I kind of have to like, I, th- I just like, am I throw it opinion. over to you. No, 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 I'm gonna throw it over to you on that one because you sometimes have a better memory than I do on these <laughs> things. So you're saying that, yeah, Chelsea's gonna get equal treatment,
0: if not a little worse than, yeah, it's getting right now. But I think. St- uh Steph's still kinda like I said, just finding her footing as being this kind of character. Like she's really just got thrown into it and wasn't like any lead up. And I like I said, I think she's done a very good job of being like the sensational Sherry this time, uh, instead of the Chelsea Green. And I think she's doing a great job of getting the heat. And I I still would sit like to see a little bit more in ring, but you don't need her to be in ring to kind of um have that heel presence of even if she's just on the outside as a manager.
1: Wow. Yeah, so Cardona said he beat Nick Gage in this building and he's the king of death match wrestling. They're fighting the Kurtz next and it won't even be a wrestling match. It'll be a sports entertainment match. Fans didn't like that at (laughs) all. Um, They get in Maki's face. She told them, fuck you, motherfucker. And that got a real good pop from the crowd. And then she says, suck my dick. And... Yeah, the music starts. We go to the Kirk's entrance. We had fuck the Kirk's chants from the crowd. Fans were also yelling
0: nerd shit. Did you hear that one at all? Yeah, I was trying to figure that one out, like, why they were chanting that. Like, I don't know. Um, I think it was towards
1: Delander and Cardona because of just the all the nerds. That's what I was thinking, maybe, too.
0: Maybe? I'm not sure. Well, I saw Kirk released a new shirt today that said, like, yes. Death of the Deathmatch King, and, or... Yeah, something like, to the end of the Deathmatch King, here's the sport, new sports entertainment king. I, I enjoyed that t-shirt a lot. Wow. I love Cardona. and Steven online going back and forth and entertaining with it and playing it. like I, I just really, really enjoy everything Cardona has been doing. I think he's been killing the indies and doing an excellent job on every company and everything he's been doing, not just GCW also.
1: Well, given the fact that he's such a draw and he just he has a great name, he has so much creativity to him, He primarily gets like two wrestling matches worth of time. Yeah, it really does. Because this match alone is 15 and a half minutes. And him fucking around before this match was
0: a good five to seven. Right. That's what I was just about to say. Like, like most of the time it's all fucking around and then he'll deliver during the match. And then I just you're probably about to say after match, still continuing on with it.
1: (laughs) Right. So we're talking, I mean, right there, low ball in 25 minutes minutes, total. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 15 and a half, you figure five in the first. So that's 20 and a half. And then let's just say four and a half to five minutes fucking off at the end. Yeah, let's well, a uh, 25 minutes. That's two matches. Yeah. Or a match and a half when you actually include entrances and everything. A real segment includes entrances and stuff. A lot of people forget that sometimes. So, yeah, they take a segment and a half. And I think that's fantastic, especially if they're
0: short on a show. He can fill it uh, easily, too. So we will get into now that the Kirks have came out. Our second matchup is the tag match of Cardona and Steph DeLanner going against the Kirks, Brandon and Casey Kirk. And I I, I can see the frustration, too, of the Kirks at the beginning of this match because, obviously, half the time is Cardona fucking with the crowd, as always, and getting the heat, which I think is perfect. Sometimes it drags on too long, but then that's also the point of it to get us all pissed off and yeah. get the fuck in there and get your heat. Yeah. So it works out, but like, that was the one thing watching this. I was like, come on. And then like when finally brandon was able to get his hands on matt i was like thank god finally but <laughs> i will say steph did a good job of putting kind of casey over in this matchup because obviously there's a giant size difference but i think there's also a giant like toughness difference as well obviously with casey Kirk. yeah with the death matches and Steph not being the death match queen but calling yourself that while never really doing anything with it um I enjoyed their interactions in the ring and finally Casey getting her hand on Steph and then Steph just selling the shit out of it and making Casey look better. I thought this was a good match for to kind of get the Kirks over, which is another, like that's a match you put on a bingo card I wouldn't never expect was Cardona to be in the same ring as Brandon Kirk. Like that's just such a weird pairing. Yeah, But I've got to happen and it makes sense obviously with like the couple of the Kirks going against the Cardona and Steph. I, I enjoyed it and it played into the whole storytelling. And uh I like how it didn't get so sports entertaining during the middle of this match and near the end either.
1: Yeah, they did a real good job here. So the beginning was Cardona being all pissy with the fans. He pointed at the wall. He's like, I should be on that wall. And I think it was a touch unscripted because Casey didn't say a fucking thing. And she just raised her finger and pointed at the wall where her picture was. And um, I thought that was really cool. The fans started chanting, Casey, Casey. So Matt and Brandon start off Cardona was doing his usual stalling techniques that you love so much. He was leaving the ring talking shit. We had, we want Chelsea chance, which we'll talk about that for just a second. Me and you, um, I don't any performers, just an extension of themselves. So I would say that I'm sure 10 to 15% of Delander took a little bit of that. Like, Oh, you know, Chelsea. Yeah. But the rest of it's just having good old fashioned fun, you know? Um, You have to remember, chances are her name's not really Steph DeLander. So when someone says, fuck you, Steph, you know, so. So I'm thinking I'm sure a little bit does always hurt because you want acceptance.
0: But yeah, and they're chanting like someone else is better than you. Like, I don't know, like, because you're trying to fill in their spot. Like, I thought that was just an unnecessary wrestling channel. Wrestling fans will chant whatever the hell they feel like. But I think on that one, was just a little bit unnecessary. But
1: well, everyone's
0: the right to their opinions.
1: To be fair. The same ones that boo them and say mean shit are the same ones to ask for an autograph. Oh yeah. Or or standing in line waiting for an autograph and whatnot. So um I do get your point. I do get your point on that one. That's I just never thought of it that way until you mentioned it. It's like I didn't think about her her feelings in this one, but you know, they were going straight for the heart anyway. The fans were. They were they were good fans. I liked them a lot.
0: Well, she I think what made me think about that too is because like she made a post I think shortly after this. And, or just recently, um, saying like how much like she didn't think she wanted to go back on the independent scene after NXT, but now that she's been doing it and she's having fun with Cardona and enjoying it, she's saying like she's finding herself too. I thought that's what kind of like felt bad, I was like man, she's she's that's trying nice. to do all this hard work for us, and then you guys are sitting there shitting on him. But uh, uh-huh. that goes along with the whole Cardona character. But she had a very cool spot that I thought was like I kind of popped because <laughs> I was not only just because the move that she used, but also like. I was like, yeah, stick it to him, stick it to the fans and uh, you'll get to the spot here later. But that was one, one spot that I absolutely loved because it was her, her way to kind of uh, stand up for herself and show the fans that they were kind of wrong with the whole Chelsea stuff.
1: So my uh, one of my favorite spots in this match was Cardona picking a fight with Santa Claus <laughs> in his electrical powered wheelchairs, Walmart scooter. That was fucking awesome. This guy was kind of my hero all throughout the weekend. I almost thought about like starting a Twitter handle, just being him because he took no shit all weekend. Did you see he was yelling
0: at people? He was yelling at everybody. Like I said, he kind of reminds me, I don't know if it's the same one or not, like in Detroit, there's always like one fan, an older fan. I think he's in like the same kind of Walmart motor chair and like just in, in the show and in everyone's faces. And it's been funny seeing that every single time.
1: Yeah. Instead of piss book bu- jug. Now we have piss back. <laughs> it is what it is. So uh, this match has a hard time starting because of the idiocy of Cardona. He's been a real pain in the ass. Yeah. You better write down that <laughs> section right there. Just in case uh, Casey got brought in to fight Steph and she's lighting her up with chops. Chelsea's better. There's the chance you were talking about um, when Kelsey and when possible, basically Casey put down some serious damage on Cardona. Cardona grabs a mic halfway through the match. He wants to change the rules. Fans are chanting shut the fuck up. Brandon goes out, grabs him and beats on him relentlessly outside that ring. There was a nice spot where Brandon went to dive at Cardona and Steph gave him a shoulder check that sent him
0: fucking flying football style. That was the spot. Right? I I thought I called it a pounce in my head. After that happened, I was like, yeah, pounce. pretty
1: much."
0: <laughs> that was so it's perfect because she just came out of nowhere. But I thought that was like perfect timing like her big size Rolling over brandon kirk that was like her big fuck you to the fans like chelsea couldn't have done that that's what i was going to lead to i kind of forgot but like steph got the size to be more intimidating than chelsea like when it's time to step in the ring against the man steph could kind of be in there and like size up and comparably to a man and say hey what are you going to do like she's got the better size for that heel look than chelsea would if she was going there against a nick cage Dude, the first thing I
1: think you kind of you may remember, the first thing I mentioned about Delander was her size. size yep. I'm like, fuck yeah, I like her size. Like, she will kick someone's ass. I like that. That's the girl at the bar that none of the other girls want to fuck with.
0: And that's like what she put, <laughs> when she went to like the Outback on the Cardona video, and like she's kind of like. She does have that, like, hey, you're not going to, like, no one's going to fuck with me because of my size and, like, my look. And, like, I look like a badass. Like, that's where I kind of wish she would lean more into that a little bit more of kind of just being Cardona's little side, like, side manager now. I wish she would. Kinda, <laughs> Cardona's side. Yeah, I didn't want to say side <laughs> oh, wow. chick, but, uh, like, uh, or. I, I got one for you. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I no, got something. I was just going to say, like, I, that's why I think Steph, like, it would excel a little bit more in her character of just. Kind of like how Rhea Ripley's kind of doing, like standing up to the men and stuff like that and protecting Dom. Like her kind of getting in the way and protecting Matt Cardona would be a cool little like, hey, yeah. like the way to draw heat for both of them. Because Then he could he could be DeLander's bitch.
1: Yeah. So instead of Chelsea's uh-huh. bitch, he could be DeLander's bitch. I like that. So <laughs> what a perfect time for him because he's been playing all these characters. Please tell me he's going to make a Crocodile Dundee character. Yeah. Seriously, dude he's got steph the lander if they ever go people to australia
0: story yes well he does do some out cards out there it. i think they have like i think it's world series of wrestling out there or something where they bring in um yeah like joey i think joey janela has been a part of that that's yep. gone down there it was all like that would be funny if he did kind of that character down there in
1: australia i'm telling you and it would make for some funny vignettes and Yeah, I mean, if he's willing to do the indie thing, yeah, Crocodile Dundee might might not be much of a stretch there.
0: I love how he just still has like he carries the indie indie god stuff like into Disneyland and into like he has it just on the on hold. When it's time to make content, he could pull out the hat and and jacket and vest and making content for him. Like he's just doing so so many good things. Here here's where I'll pop. If
1: he does the hair and everything, and he dresses up as Superman. If he came out as Superman with the belt on, um, (laughs) it would just be so much heat. But also it'd be such a cool spot for him to do the little curl hair kind of thing. And I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I've got my head in the clouds on some of these ideas. But yeah, the guy's doing things that other independent wrestlers are not doing. And a lot of independent wrestlers are really thanking him publicly for all the stuff they're learning from him.
0: I mean, this is like someone that didn't have to go through the indie scene. Like, that's like nope. what I think is so weird about it. Like, it's not like he just, oh, okay, I know how the scene goes and goes back. Like, he's had to adapt and change as he's going through his indie career. And you see it with his character, with his social media presence now, and the videos and the uh, the outfits and the marketing going into, like, like, the Disneyland stuff, wearing the indie god, like, I think he's just doing an excellent job just in general as an independent wrestler. And as you said, kind of showing wrestlers like, hey, like you don't need to go to the big leagues. Look, I'm being successful. I'm here with you guys. You guys could be doing the same thing. And he's doing a good job helping. And like I love here seeing all the talent talk positive about him too. Like that's my, my favorite part about it. Yeah, to find out he's a good guy. Yeah, isn't that nice? Yeah, I know, it's like really nice I know see. people complain. Yeah, oh, he I charges see. twenty dollars for a picture, but I'm like, that's the fucking business. Like, that's what everybody yeah. should be doing. That if we if we get free well, ones, we should consider Steph, ourselves lucky. Steph
1: got a signature for
0: twenty, and it's usually more. Yeah, and that's why I was like, Very I remember thankful. when I was talking to her, she was like, hey, he charged me twenty bucks. He's kind of supposed to do that. Like that's the smart way because yeah, he just told Well, like, just posted the day before
1: he was in WWE, and you know he's got notoriety to him, and. You know, that's just how it is. Yeah. Um, Delander's cussing at her opponent. She's cussing at the fans. She's even cussing at the fucking rap. I laugh when I talk about it. I find what they're doing funny. I love it. Um, Cardona's getting booze every time he touches Casey. I do like how we have a protect the girl kind of feeling in the fan base, which is great. Stefan Cardona do the woo-woo woo and deliver boots to the face. Delander hits Cardona with the belt on accident, the ref got knocked out and Casey covers. But there's no count. I, I think it was like count to 7 or 8. Yeah. But uh Brandon finally grabs chairs. Looks like they're making a bridge with all the chairs. Brandon stands on top of it. Cardona goes up. Delander stops Brandon and then Delander with a death valley driver across all of those chairs. Delander cracks Casey from behind and Cardona covers for the win. So our winners here, Matt Cardona and Steph Delander. Good match. Yes. Entertaining.
0: Yeah. Like another part too. I love when Cardona went outside, took the light tube when he was on the mic Cause like, as you said, this is a death match. Just kidding. Yep. dropped the fucking light tube. Like that was such a <laughs> good heel. shit. Like I, I, I know I've been saying this, but everything Cardona has just, just been fun and fantastic to watch. Even, uh, right now afterwards, uh, him getting his come up and says, you're about to go over, um, was fun to see as well.
1: Hell yeah. And you know what? Obviously he agreed to do that. So that makes it really cool of him to do on his end too. You know, he's in GCW. He's not a blood. Uh, he's not a bud, you know, getting the shit cracked in every now and then by somebody. So,
0: but when um, time calls for, and it's time for him to eat crow, he, he fucking it. makes it perfect to get the other person over. It's fantastic. Absolutely.
1: So yeah, in my book, I had this as a typical Cardona, uh, uh, outing lots of stalling bullshit antics and entertaining as fuck so cardona grabs a bundle of tubes and delander is holding casey so he gets ready to swing and that's when you hear gage's music gage marches out maki death killer in the ring and firing on cardona and delander a huge chair shot to cardona's back mdk chants from the fans brandon holds cardona as ito bus cardona over the head with tubes gcw chance from the crowd cardona's bloodied his back is fucked up pretty good nick kicks them out of the arena and the locker room honestly think it was just a satisfying ending um After that, I just wanted to mention here in my notes before we go any further. And I know you have maybe something to say there, but the cleanup had me dying because first of all, it was fun as fuck to watch them do it. It was more than two guys this time. So they got a lot done in a short amount of time. But also Big Vin had a crutch out there
0: with a broom brush on the end of it. I don't know if you've seen it before or not. Yeah, he's it before. But I wonder if that's his this time because now I think he just had surgery. Not too long ago, so I think he had, like, ACL surgery, I think it was, or something. So maybe that might be his actual crutch. But I've seen him use it in the past before. There was, like, a fan who had a crutch, and they just quickly tied the broom to it and used it. Wow. It was pretty fun watch.
1: But, yeah, that ended up being a highlight for me because it just made me chuckle.
0: (laughs) I liked how Gage, too, was about to hit uh, Cardona with the tubes. And it's like, oh, no, 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 wait, wait. Maki, you do it. And, like, Maki, (laughs) Like, that's how much Cardona's, like, loving and trusting everything with GCW. Like, you let Maki, who's not used to swinging tubes nailing with the tubes and uh yeah him getting all bloody too that just shows me like he is enjoying what he's doing like he will come out here and we'll take maybe two segments uh for his stuff but he's gonna absolutely draw all the heat but whoever like the Kirks, are gonna be over more over now because this match and obviously with maki hitting cardone and bloody him up maki's gonna get more over so He does a lot of stuff to get other people over. Like, that's why I'm kind of glad he stood up for GCW when all that drama shit was going on and he talked shit to a former GCW wrestler and, like, saying, like, what do you mean? Instead of whining and bitching and complaining about my spot, guess what I'm doing? I'm doing the job. I'm getting other people over and I'm making shit tons of money instead of what you're doing, this kind of thing. So, I'm glad he was able to stick up for GCW in that end. But I, yeah, this is obviously going to lead to. Uh, Cardona and Gage at some point I think with a big blow off match maybe at homecoming coming up here as a little uh, anniversary date as well um, let's see what else I have to say about this I will say
1: that it is good to see Brandon Kirk I'm really happy to see Casey Kirk because we are a little light on death matchers and she's damn good Yep. and just like GCW style she has a good look to her but at the same time she's deadly
0: it's a great mix yeah i'm glad that they got this moment too going again you just went through
1: puberty didn't you (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) welcome son (laughs) so today no just kidding uh yeah i was glad i'm glad seeing casey in there too i I you said uh her being the death matcher and brandon kirk too as well uh and doing the sports entertainment kind of match was pretty cool to see and like i said not one i had on my uh bingo card seeing cardona and brandon kirk in a match let alone casey kirk as well that will lead us into match number three of the night which was a treat as el Hijo del vakingo goes against ninja mac uh nice to see ninja mac back and wow this was a treat this was a perfect match perfect just high flying innovative fun shit non-stop go 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 um yeah, I'll let you go through a lot of your stuff. Once again, another Vikingo match. I'm kind of left speechless on it. Like, I fucking hate doing that, it, but it's just so fun. So, like it, as you said, sometimes the words doesn't do it justice. Especially this pairing of him against Ninja Mac was perfect.
1: So, the first note I wrote here, this match is a treat. Same words you had, no lie. I just felt like it was awesome. Like it was. It is. It's like a fucking treat. It's like you're not expecting fucking ice cream and you're like, oh, fuck, yeah, ice cream. Mm-hmm. Same situation here. Same thing I'll say about all Vakingo matches. Just go watch it. I I have a hard time writing reviews on Vikingo matches because a lot of what he does is so hybrid and unique. Half the time, I don't know what the moves are called. And the other half of the time, he's doing combos that I just can't... I can't sit there and pause and play enough pause, play, pause, play, because he will do something. And in one swift, two second move, he may have pulled off three different things. Like just in two seconds, three seconds, he'll, you know, he'll get on top of the post and then he'll run across the ropes. Then he'll bounce off the ropes, grab a hold of the person, do the little, like that's a lot to write. And all he (laughs) did was just two, three seconds of motion. Um, Ninja Mac. Gosh, what a welcome sight to have back. I'm so thankful to see him. We had ninja crowd uh, chants. We had welcome back chants from the crowd. Vakingo comes out. Lucha Libre chants. There was a handshake to uh, start. From what I'm seeing for now, it was face versus face. Vakingo chants are going off Again, you guys are going to see that this is just chant after chant. The crowd was fucking hot, thank goodness first couple minutes was a feeling out process nothing spectacular it was more of a tit-for-tat wrestling a lot of reversals and one-upmanship going on it still brings out those gcw chants vikingo chants ninja chants at one point the fight goes outside and vikingo launches ninja mac through a few rows of chairs um these two are matching up well it's just modern day lucha and you're gonna agree with me here modern day lucha is fucking beautiful
0: Yeah, I could watch Vikingo, Commander, Nick, uh, Ninja Mac all day long. Like, it's that I I said before, Vikingo and Commander with their Lucha Libre. I think that is like a Lucha Libre feud and rivalry that's going to be a career long one. I think they're just like both coming up at the same time, both doing incredible stuff that are separate from each other. But every time they've been in the ring together, it's been magic. And that is, as you said, the Lucha Libre, that's one rivalry I would like to see a lot more moving forward. Just there was just so
1: many moves going on, so much flipping, so much flying. This is a 13-minute match and time just seemed to move so freaking quick. I mean, I felt like this was seven minutes in or so and it was double that. Vakingo hit the 630 for the win, and that's all I'm gonna give you. You gotta go see it yourself. Our winner here, El Hio del Vikingo. Please go watch it. You'll be so happy you did. It's like Ninja Mac of the old guard and El Hio Del Vikingo of the new guard. And they needed to match up. They needed to meet up because it's just a thing of beauty to watch them both work together.
0: Yes, that, this was a match that kind of did sneak up on me when the next day, uh, right before the show, I was watch, I was like reading where they announced like, hey, the show starts in an hour. Go check it out. And they have the lineup. I was like, oh, shit, I totally forgot about Ninja Mac and... But I can go, like, that's going to be the match I, like, absolutely am there for. This match was so good. Like I said, I went back and I rewatched it, like, immediately. Like, as soon as the, the three hit, I was like, okay, hold on. I feel like I missed, like, half of that. All this shit was a blur. Yeah, Let's go back yeah. and rewatch it again because it was just awesome. The one negative, and it has nothing to do with the competitors. Not, it just, it, the situation, a bigger ring. That was the one thing I noticed during this match was... These two needed just a bigger ring. They kept on having their legs caught up in the ropes. That's something I noticed that the whole weekend too was the smaller, like it, it felt smaller than a normal ring. Like I don't even think that was 18 foot. I don't know. But um, I just felt like you could tell Ninja Mac felt a little off kind of being in the smaller ring and was timing was a little off, but he obviously adjusted real fast and you couldn't tell difference as the match went on. And Vikingo, I just can't believe how Vikingo has been, having all these other, all these types of matches, even in other promotions that are just insane. Like he's been on an insane, insane run here in the U S and I'm all here for. It. And like the matchups, like he wrestled a couple of months ago, I think in like a rainstorm. And I think we talked about it where they're literally out there and pouring like almost like hurricane season style rainstorms. And he's still doing six thirties off the fucking top ropes and, He's just he's just a wrestler. You could tell he's like and Brett kind of made a comment like these the Lucha Libre in, in Mexico, especially the wrestlers in Mexico are just built differently. Like there's a show announced and scheduled. It's going to happen no matter what. But I really like seeing Vikingo adjust to all these different independent wrestling like companies and stylistic matchups. That he's been having and having just incredible match. I, I have not seen a bad match of his ever. At all, and I know when we do these GCW reviews, I've kind of had not much to say because, as you said, like he just does incredible shit that we can't even write about because just so many things in so, such a short amount of time. And I, he just—it's a treat. You have to go check him out. Like I'll do the fight TV plug, seven ninety nine. It's worth it for one match. You don't have it? Try do the week for free. Check out this match against Ninja Man. Oh, yeah. Go check out all the other stuff by Kingo's been on and other promotions as well because he is absolutely been killing it. And I'm glad that Ninja Mac got this match as his first matchup back in GCW in a few months.
1: Yeah, man. Um, it's that Lucha work ethic, bro. The show must go on. And yeah, they're world renowned for just being some of the hardest workers out there. Mad respect. That's all. I, I just wanted to say that before we went on just because uh, I do respect what they do because I get so much entertainment out
0: of yeah this this was sleeper match of the night like if we want to go like just regular match wrestling this was for me the match of the night um the main event was something else that we will go over but that was this was an incredible uh mid mid card match if we want to call it that because this could have been a main event any other night any other place <laughs> just <Yep>. not tonight <laughs> That will lead us into our fourth matchup of the evening, as it is a six-person tag match. Uh, First team is the Northeast West Express. I'm going to steal that name from them because I loved it. I love the team. I love adding Speedball Mike Bailey to the team of the East West Express of Jordan versus Nick. Uh I think this is the first time. If it's not the first time, it's the second time they've teamed up and I'm all here for it. Speedball and Jordan, as like I've been saying for years, over the last two years, this was one of my favorite matchups that they had last year at uh, the Collective Weekend. That was one of my favorite matchups of last year. And they had a great match in the J-Cup, uh, Jersey Cup as well. Um, That was the finals, right? Wasn't that the finals matchup? Speedball versus Jordan at the J-Cup? Yeah, it was. Because we were kind of worried if yeah. he was going to win J-Cup and... Uh, the uh, battle for Los Angeles as well. Uh Northeast West Express go against another fun team that I've been really enjoying is Alec Price, Jack Cartwheel, and a different boy, Jimmy Lloyd. The fans from TOS Night get their Jimmy Lloyd tonight in a six-person tag match. And <laughs> this was a fun six-way tag match. Like after watching this match too, and the last couple like trios matches GCW's doing, I wouldn't be like <laughs> I don't want to just add titles to G C W, but Throw in a trio's title, why not? <laughs> that was such a fun matchup. Fuck it, yeah. It's like WCW,
1: where every sh- like every match on Nitro was some <laughs> form of a championship match. I'm all for it. The I European, the IC, the heavyweight, the uh, they had the cruiserweight. They had all kinds of shit going. A tag team and blah blah blah. So yeah, on a three on a three hour show, at any time they could have six, five, six titles defended. Just boom.
0: Yeah. yeah well you know what one of my favorite titles of all time was and like i just yeah. love the whole concept the the tv title that shit was defended mm. on tv every tv show it was on like i think it's such a good way to build like mid carters to upper carter status or whatever you want to call it and, like a good way to build because you get getting them obviously exposure on tv and then as a champion even if it's for five matches that's five shows in a row they've been on and now you can elevate someone else with that with the next tight championship. I really enjoy the TV title that WCW used to have, but yeah, I'm all for turning GCW to WCW with the titles.
1: No, give them all. Oh, no, I'm, just kind of yeah. just I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so we have north, south, and we have north, east, and west. Who's south? Doc,
0: oh, gringo. Uh-huh. how uh, about George South? Chicago. Uh, uh, oh, George man. South. I mean, oh, <laughs> soft at those. let
1: him be the mouthpiece for those three
0: kids dante um, leon he wrestles out like mostly in texas that okay, think someone in the texas or no i, I mean, don't know if he's getting keith, there we have
1: our bounty hunter keith down there yeah that'd be a good i don't know if he fits with their aesthetic though they have a vibe like east west and mike bailey kind of have this chilled laid back vibe
0: I like how Bailey oh, no. had fought in and felt like what did uh, yeah. he wanted not it's to do Netflix. his own thing. Yeah, he wanted to do what they're doing like and he said yep. some nice words afterwards too of how they're like the Nick and Jordan are the two hardest workers and it was fun to be able to share the ring with them. Uh but yeah, I could tell like even I think what's her name Veda Scott said uh even like how much Speedball is looking forward to this and teaming up because he just enjoys working with Nick and Jordan. So that was always kind of nice uh nice to hear and seeing him come out with the tassels was uh was pretty fun to uh adapt to the east west express he rocked it dude so let's talk <laughs> well did you ninja back th- like who do you think should be the South representative
1: effie's 33 34 so i don't yeah. i think he might be just a touch old for the group um i'm, I'm stumped See, You got to write that down, maybe, and come back with me later with a couple South people.
0: Well, I was writing down what I was about to say before I was trying to think of a South oh, okay. Uh Ninja Mac is, that's a good guess.
1: just He's Houston. Um, who else is out there that really kind of screams? You
0: know what I mean? Maybe if we threw Mans Warner in, but again, he doesn't fit the vibe. I think Alec Price fits the vibe, but not from the South, obviously. Oh, yeah. Teriyaki. Oh, yeah. uh, is that Teriyaki there? Atlanta. You know what? He would fit Young, he would actually fit. Go. Now, would he be
1: the perfect fit? I'm not sure, no. but he would fit for a night and would look really good. He's an over face. He's innovative. a high flyer. Innovative as fuck. He, he looks like the next generation of wrestlers. Yeah, that would be so.
0: a fun one. I was going to ask uh, the one note I wrote for Veda Scott. Did you hear? <laughs> she kind of slipped. I don't know if it was a slip. She's like, yeah, so I saw uh, Mike in those tassels, and I told him that uh, – You might have to wear those more around the house. And then it kind of stopped and (laughs) went around. That was pretty funny and cute that uh, she was like, oh, like, I'm a little turned on here watching my uh, husband wearing these tassels. You got to have to wear these more at home. I thought that came off pretty funny on commentary.
1: (laughs) If I was in the crowd, I'd be like, cute tassels, bro. (laughs) Um, All right. So the East West is out first with Speedball Mike Bailey. They form a super face team. That's the only way I can put it. I was loving speedball with, in my in my notes, matching tassels. Um, Price, Cartwheel, and Lloyd, that's a very talented team. Maybe they're heels, or maybe this is a face fest where everyone just pulls off their best moves. Like, I'm thinking maybe this is just a uh, a scramble light. So we have triple topes over the rope bays from <laughs> east-west speedball. I Dude, I have to say at least once the <laughs> show now, because it's just... I don't know. It's fun to say a tope over the rope bays or a tope through the rope bays. <laughs> Um, But yeah, from east, west and speedball, they're also a nice uh, pose from them, which ended up going all over online. You saw
0: that the young, bucks. so, those, uh...
1: yeah, I, lo- I love that they did that. Um, Price was running up to a fan to execute a DDT, to- a, a tornado DDT. I think you saw that, right? So he has, he has, uh, gosh, who does he have on the outside? We'll just say it was Jimmy Lloyd because Jimmy Lloyd's good like that. But he kept telling a fan, he's like, stay right there, stay right there. And I'm like, what is he doing that for? And then what he does is he grabs a hold of whomever by the neck and he runs up the fan to do a
0: DDT. No, I missed that. I'm rewatching it now, see if I could catch it. But I totally missed that.
1: Yeah, it's when Alec is on the outside with someone and then, yeah, he runs up the fan Tornado DDT is pretty cool shit. <laughs> the, uh, the People's Cartwheel had me laughing. I don't know if you saw that or yes, not. Yes, that one I did see. I do like that a lot. Um, I'll say it again. Jack Cartwheel's on another level. I can also say that a lot of wrestlers, especially at this age, don't know themselves. He he seems to really know himself. He feels. I feel like he's really solidified in who he is. And I feel like if they gave him someone else, he knows himself enough to perform it but I don't know if it would be as good as his authentic self. I think that would be the best way to put that there. But good for him because I really like seeing him uh seeing him succeed out there. East-West Speedball was in control about 70% of this match. Jordan and Wayne had a really nice moment where they double teamed the shit out of Alec Price and then I'll just kind of go to the ending because here we are again where it was just move after move after move but Cartwheel's on the top rope. Bailey kicks him from the top rope. Bailey with double knees. Jimmy throws speedball to the canvas. Price into a blockbuster. Alec Tope to the floor. Cartwheel being teamed up on. East, West are just absolutely killing him. Speedball into a Flamingo driver on, I put Jace. I'm guessing Jack. As (laughs) East, West Express perform clout cutters on Alec and Lloyd. Yep. So yeah, here we go. So the speedball basically went into a Flamingo driver on Jack as East West performed double clout cutters on Alec and Lloyd. So that was our winning combination here. And that was my one note I put here right after the match was busy, 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 very, very busy match.
0: Yeah. I, once again, too, like midway during this match, I was like, man, I feel like I missed a lot. And the crowd's just cheering the entire time. Yes. I went back halfway through this match and restarted it again, just to kind of catch everything. And, uh, yeah, uh, I seem like Alec and Jack Cartwell's been working a lot more together, too. Uh, like, with these scrambles or six-way tags with, like, Gringo and stuff like that, too. I'm, uh, I'm interested in see if that's just happens to be, like, what's happening now? Is those three kind of working together in scrambles or as a team? Or if that's going to lead up to something? Because uh, they've been working, I could say, about five shows. Like, last five shows, like it seems like Alec and Jack Cartwell and Gringo Loco have been, like, on a team or in a scramble together. But I don't mind seeing it because it gives each person a time to shine throughout the match and as we've seen with alec price in the scrambles he's kind of taken over the scramble king uh as of late just give him that two minutes of just going bonkers on everybody and doing shit inside outside high <laughs> eye flying on the ground like i love it um and this was a exciting match like i said busy 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 this was exciting it had shit all over the place and jimmy lloyd glad to see him kind of fit in well with these people his selling too has been <laughs> been fun uh as of late when he had to sell like the clout cutters or some sort of drivers, he just like spikes his head right into the ground. But as you said uh, uh, with Jack Hartwell too, um, I'm just going to reiterate what I said to you. He just looks like it's natural to him now. Like he's not thinking in the ring. As you said, he's comfortable in himself. He's comfortable in his character, which is perfect. And as you said, it's just him. Like, I don't think he could play a character as we were talking about. Like he definitely couldn't be a bad guy. He'd have to totally change his just personality persona everything and that'd be too much of a yeah. switch but him right now just being jack cartwheel turned up to level 12 out of 10 is you see it he's himself he's having fun he's doing an excellent job in the ring still improving and it just everything's coming natural to him and i think that's just a lot goes i'm going to give credit to gringo just working with gringo a lot um that jack cartwheel seems to be on just every promotion as of late working with gringo i think that has a lot to do with helping him um Get his confidence and find himself as a wrestler and i think that's once again another cool thing and another uh kind of thing that goes underneath or not said a lot uh because it's gringo loco kind of helping out the talent as we've talked about cardona helping out talent on the business side of making money gringos i think helping them find like their move sets their personalities their attitudes as a wrestler and i could see see a lot of influence in gringo and jack cartwell
1: and i think i've mentioned it before i'll mention it again when east west express kind of has to part ways because nick does his thing i would like to see alec price take his place and we could have alec price and jordan oliver team up and do their thing they they kind of have similar nicknames and they're from you know roughly the same parts of the country so and they can
0: they still can be singles, similar
1: bodies yeah very they can similar. still be singles and at any time nick wayne could be plugged in yep at any time just for any reason but yeah, um, because, um, again, I'll stick with it. Alec Price is a face. I called this. He's a face. Dude, people are just chanting his name all the time now. And when he yells into the crowd and shit, that's total face stuff. Oh, he yeah. works the crowd good as a heel. But when he wants people to cheer and shit, I mean, he's got a good rally to him. So who knows? Um, Jordan said East West has beaten everyone. They've taken on the best in the world. There's hardly anyone life left. Out comes Amazing Red. And who is the other gentleman from House of Glory? I'm wondering. Because I really don't. They're fantastic. I don't know who the fuck is. <laughs> <Dude, laughs> it's, so it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, yeah, he's so good we can't remember. You. No, that's fine. Don't, uh, but um, I don't know what's going on, but the crowd just wasn't entirely too much into it. They they took the GCW Tag Team titles and told them to come to uh, New York. So... BXL. Uh what's his name bxl bxl brian xl well there you go there's the best uh that house of glory has uh over there they're coming over to challenge our best so um we'll see what happens i really only remember amazing red from the tna days and i know that's when he was really something else for sure so i have not seen him since
0: TNA days. Well, I've seen this tag team once. Um, and it's actually there's the night that they won the belts, and I didn't I didn't realize that. Um, when they went against uh main event in House of Glory. And I rem- I remember like that was that was a crazy tag team. <laughs> like just yeah, think about yeah. innovative as C- Amazing Red is and how crazy all the moves he does. BXL yes. was like right there with them, <laughs> like as doing really? all that stuff. Yeah, BXL was pretty uh did a pretty good job. That's it, the team. I think they're called the Bookers. Okay. Yeah. They're called the Bookers in House of Glory. Um, they had a pretty good match with Main Event. I remember watching that, uh, House of Glory. Um, when was this in March? Yeah. So in March, um, that was the only time i seen them as a tag team. And it, they look good. Like, I don't know about tag team, like, how, like, I've only seen them one time, but they were pretty good against Main Event.
1: I like House of Glory. Yes. I remember watching their first show. We were kind of talking just a little bit about this. I honestly thought that they were going to be the next ECW. There was a lot of ECW originals that were kind of floating around there the first night or two, and it had a good feel to it, but it it definitely took a different direction really quick. By the third show, it was House of Glory was its own thing, and it was definitely different than I thought it was going to be. And they weren't there to make me happy. And in my head, I always have a perfect... GCW has been pretty perfect for me in quite a few ways. So, you know, but yeah, I had high hopes initially for house of glory to kind of be that kind of a company, but then they're more wrestling heavy and you were, you know, you're looking for more death matches and stuff. They're fucking good over there. Yeah. I just had to take off that expectation hat, you
0: know? Yeah, like I saw a lot of their uh, shows, like when the Briscoes were on there, and like uh, we were talking about like low key and stuff like that. They got like pretty really good wrestlers. I enjoyed even growing up, and now currently with uh, some of the people that they're bringing in, it's been awesome. Like Cardona, um, Charles Mason, and I think Carlito was on there too. I think like Cardona went against Carlito on one of their House of Glory shows. I, I could. I wouldn't say. be surprised honestly. But. Um, yeah, House Glory has been doing some cool stuff. I really enjoyed this run in. Um, I really enjoyed how it's leading up to uh, probably the New York show is what I'm going to assume coming up here. Um, I think after LA is when they go to New York. Um, uh, July 14th. So actually, they go okay, so they'll go in New York in July 14th. I think that's what's going to lead up to a tag match between for the belts because they did steal the tag belts and seen uh, I think this was i was kind of thinking like oh man they might turn jordan here with nick and with the him being upset that the belts got stolen and stuff like that um yeah i'm looking forward to it though because I, I what did i say on the literally the last podcast who, if they
1: break up you'll cry well uh, that one i said maybe that was podcast. me yeah well but like, yeah, was was say, well like who is they will share tissues
0: <laughs> who's left in tcw who, who better who better <laughs> We said like I said I wanted a tournament to decide who should be the next challenger. Has and... both
1: Masisos and them ever really met up recently?
0: Twice. Yeah, Three twice times? Re- twice. I okay. think twice for sure. If third time if you count like um I think that you had a thirteen minute there was a they yeah, they had they wrestled the one time in LA for the first time that I missed that I was pissed I didn't go. Then they had <laughs> um like a match uh I think after they were champions or maybe right before they got champions, they lost that mm. one as well. But I, that just kind of goes what I was. What I was saying was there need, like, who in tag team wrestling and GCW could challenge for the belts that hasn't done it recently? And they kind of, not, maybe not acknowledging it. Maybe they are just because of timing and working with going to New York and doing a cool interpromotional thing. But Jordan and Nick kind of saying, hey, we beat everyone out there who's out there and them answering the challenge. I enjoyed a lot. And, um, I am happy to see this match and kind of where it's going to lead up to, and hopefully they kind of continue online with a little bit of the story since it's interpromotional stuff. Um, maybe we could see a GCW invasion on the next House of Glory show. That'd be cool. Like that's what they now. Love that's what like now I'm I'm going to go out of my way to watch the next House of Glory show, like the, whatever okay. the next one is, just in case there is some lead up to the next show. Like this is this is what's awesome about wrestling, independent cross wrestling, promotion. and cross promotions is get rid of the egos. Get rid of our companies better than your company fucking work together and do some awesome, cool shit. And I'm glad GCW has been doing that with FSW, with all these other promotions. Um, New South um, and now heading into I, House of Glory in New York. I, I like that as well. I like how they're able to be welcoming enough
1: to say, look, we'd love to have some of your talent on our show when they go down south, Atlanta, you know, Huntsville, Alabama. Some of these places you know they bring in people like hunter drake and others who have the ability to be on the big stage or a bigger stage and hone their craft it's cool shit, man they're they're not uh they're not against helping others i like that
0: did i know this is not gcw and we probably i don't give a fuck.
1: dude do you like the color that is coming off of my shit right now yes i wish video was rolling right now because i keep changing my colors what i do now is i'm turning off the lights in the room so all you see is the glow
0: uh, update on that too, real fast. Graphics are going to start being worked out tomorrow. Uh, Talked out. We'll Talked with the person, and yeah, we're going to hammer out the details and get that stuff going. So, hopefully, by the one year, well, before the one year anniversary, uh, we'll have the stuff to get ready to go to video. Um, this is exciting. Yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because that's just exciting. Great. I'm going
1: to have to get a hat and brush my teeth. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> take down my put Christmas on clothes. Tree. Fuck. Put on pants. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um it's okay just take down the tree and keep the lights up and it'll look like this right yeah man
0: for the fifth matchup of the evening we start the deathmatch section of cage of survival as it is a tag team deathmatch of los masisos going against the freedoms team of soul meets which i'm did not catch, and uh, you are uh, uh, explaining uh, this to me now, and I kind of like yeah. it after looking it up, which is the team of uh, Tomo Hirata, the Freedom Champion, and Toru Segura, and my main question this one was Miedo, obviously, because of him rolling out and taking himself out of the match and tournament. Uh, the night prior, um, still, how is he going to compete in this match? And as we see, he just has one arm, pretty much. That uh, The arm that he kind of keeps popping out in and out during matches is uh, in a sling and pretty much does not get used the whole match. So it's pretty much soul meets against Ciclope and a one-armed Miedo. But a one-armed Miedo actually did get violent and crazy during this matchup. But I do think it is kind of taken away some point for me enjoying watching his matchups now just because i know he's injured and that's not general the first worry time. yeah like not just because like oh the now he's gonna roll the match is gonna ruin the match it's just like i said this multiple times and i'll say it again like i kind of wish after they lost the tag titles like they would have taken time off gotten fully healed up he, to go with the family because they've been going a year straight with gcw almost on every single show um i think they earned the time off to just kind of recuperate, relax, and then come back as kind of like a surprise, and uh, I thought TOS would have been the good time for them to come back after they lost the belts to take that time off, but now especially seeing uh, Miedo still struggling with the shoulder, I definitely still think he needs to take some time off and just come back and heal up because this match did take away because I was, literally I was thinking, okay, is he going to survive this match or is he going to roll out and how is that going to affect the match because we saw it the night prior, but he fought through it and pretty much wrestled with one arm and still got violent and extreme as this match was a bloody affair.
1: Okay. So fans don't like soul meat middle fingers everywhere. And as he's walking out, I really noticed that Harata is a big boy. Like he's built thick, large. Um, You can tell he's been lifting. That's obvious. Like every part of him is just beefy. You can tell, you know what I mean? You can see it. Can't you? Like he's just, oof. he's a mini boss. Um, yeah, a, a mini-hoss is a good <laughs> way to put it. And uh, out next, my boys, Los mesisos. I put for life, the number four, L-Y-F-E, because that's the only way to be, is down. So here we go in minute one. <clears throat> Let's get this rolling. So it starts with every man grabbing tubes. They end up bashing them over each other's heads. The mesisos then eat light tubes while attempting uh, topes. Hirata with a tope suicida on both macizos. And then Segura hits his own tope. Now back in the ring, Toru shatters the tube on Miedo's bad shoulder. And Hirata with a big splash for two. Now, minute two, we have Hirata cutting Miedo's forehead with a tube. Toru giving everyone the finger and yelling at them. Miedo was bleeding from the top of his head. Miedo teamed up until uh, until he throws... No, Miedo was teamed up on until he throws a chair at Toru. Both mestizos then come in, and they team up on Toru, and they attempt to pin for only two. Minute three, Harado. Harado. See, this is... oof. Harada and Toru shattering tubes over Ciclope's chest. Harada up on Toru's shoulders. Big splash on Ciclope. Miedo chair shot onto Harada. He has a hulk out moment like Masato Tanaka versus Mike Awesome in the old ECW days. I don't know if you saw that or not. There's a spot where he's like, Pop. Yeah, and I mean he fucking cracks him good too. Yeah. So um if anybody wants to know what I'm talking about, it's gonna be one of the moments at the Hammerstein's the most recent one from uh, GCW One Night Stand. Yeah, one night stand I believe. Yeah, I'm they had a rematch there. So uh Mieto puts a chair on Hirata, Ciclope with a huge senton on, Messisos go to throw Koru in the corner, Toru in the corner, I even spelled that wrong. And he throws himself onto both of them. Chokeslam on Mieto by Hirata. Minute five, everyone down, everyone grabbing light tubes again and smashing tubes over each other's heads. There was a little recovery moment going on by all men at that point. Minute six, Cyclope grabs a backpack he brought to the ring. He has a sawzall, if everyone knows, if most people know what that is. And he starts to cut Harada's forehead with it. I honestly thought it was fucking wild. I loved it. Harada with the German suplex on Cyclope, a door being placed in the corner a glass pane bridge is being built in another corner. Harada then ends up getting put through the door and Toro eventually gets put through the glass bridge. Les- Los mesisos end up being our winner in this match. And oh boy, uh, it was short and sweet, but it made a fucking point. Like these guys really went hard for just a small amount of time. Like, this is another one of those matches that they can show you that they can pack a lot into a little amount of time.
0: Yeah. And it was one of those matches. And so is the next one uh, that we'll cover that I've kind of been saying. That's what I kind of miss. I don't like from tournaments is like we get the matchups and we don't see like all the future possible, possible matchups happen throughout the tournament, obviously, as people win and lose. But I'm glad like the next night we got to see some matchups that didn't happen during the tournament that were. This was a fun one. This was half the field right there, or actually a third of the field because they had 12, but a third of the field from the nights prior tournament, and they all got to work together. And the next match um, of Desperado and Janelle, the same way we didn't get to see a one-on-one, but we get to see them at least have a matchup the next night. So that's, I'm really glad booking wise that they did that because it made sense. And I am kind of glad it was short just based off Miedo's injury, but he was still throwing tubes and taking shots and doing everything one handed. And, um, this was a match too for Harada and Segura to show out. And I'm glad they did because they didn't get that much time, um, during TOS one to kind of do, well, especially Harada, Segura at least had a second match for Harada, got another match to kind of show up where he was more about. And that's this where I kind of was like, yes, he is. Like, as you said, am like a Haas. I, I said, mini Haas, like he's just a big beefy guy that wants to just have death match and beat the shit out of each other. And I enjoyed that part of his uh, character. And, um, Explains more of why he is a champion and what he's willing to go through to uh, keep that championship over in Freedoms. I enjoyed him taking the punishment that he did throughout this matchup. Okay, so we'll go deep for a moment.
1: This shows us how different and how much growth we've seen in GCW since you and I started becoming fans. We didn't even mention the fact that we're watching Los Macisos for Mexico take on... Moyo Harada and Toru Segura from fucking Japan and they're on American soil in a GCW ring. Like we're so spoiled you and I both who appreciate every single bit of wrestling that we can. Like we're so spoiled we both of us didn't even think about it or or if you did you know we didn't just mention it. That's all. Like yeah. Wow.
0: I didn't say it on of this one. Things. but I said it I not I didn't say the exact same thing but like when we covered TOS I said it was pretty cool how the field consisted of GCW wrestlers, New Japan wrestlers, Freedom wrestlers, like Mexican wrestlers, like yeah, the international. Well, I feel (laughs) I feel spoiled
1: then because yeah, you're right though. I mean, it's badass to have all these representatives from all over the world, and it's just like another weekend at GCW.
0: Yeah, dude, it's it's so changed from the bars, and it's not just the interpromotional like stuff that we've been enjoying. It's now like international promotionals that they that they're going against an iws in canada and um they had like the the zona 23 matchup in the junkyard in mexico freedom coming up here in japan in the next couple months sounds like maybe two shows coming up uh, before the end of this year in japan uh two different trips it sounded like so no i agree with you like i sometimes do you i i try to acknowledge and remember those spots but then there's sometimes it's like yeah you just forget about it but then when you think about it, it's like shit yeah. that's, that's how spoiled we are with gcw and all the dream matchups and cool stuff in the promotional that they're doing with all these companies from around the world um that yeah we fail to recognize it and it does stick out sometimes when we do when we do forget yeah. to uh recognize it and it's been a while maybe
1: just on my end but Yeah, we have discovered so many talents just because we watch the regular GCW show. I had no idea who Hirata was. I watched Toro a couple of times and only at GCW. I love the dude. I mean, like, I know he can turn heel at any time, but his face is just so it just works. Whatever it is, I'm trying to think of the word for it. I almost. Yeah, he's
0: kind uh, of got like an Americanized expression like that. A lot of the foreign wrestlers don't do. Like, they don't focus on the expression yeah, and of stuff. Yeah, Like, that's kind of what I noticed when a lot of foreigners come to Russell in the States is their facial, like, selling. And Toru did an awesome job of, like, oh, shit, I'm surrounded, as you're about to say. Like, we're surrounded by GCW people. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? But you see him doing that. Yeah, Hirata's just like, hey, I fucking take you all on and kind of like, I don't <laughs> care. Fuck you all. I'm the freedoms guy. So it was the nice contrast. But as you said, like, I think that's why I like Toru a lot is... I don't want to say this is going to sound weird, but he kind of seems more like Americanized with the wrestling. He understands American wrestling and what they, what the wrestling fans out here expect and enjoy with their wrestling. than other in Japan, they don't really cheer and scream a lot. They just respect it and take it for what it is. So I think I feel the same way. Like I've started to fall more uh, in love with Toru being a GCW more regular when they are out here because of his facial reactions and how he, uh, the story. the word, The word I was looking for was expressive.
1: Expressive, yeah. His his facial expressions, they just come across very expressive. If he has pain, he can show it very well. If he wants to be a dick, he can show it very well. So I really do like that a lot. And yeah, you have to go deep, but remember he's playing. And it's just kind of fun when you're at that level. I mean, it really is. When you stand back away from all the crowd and you're standing there with the wrestlers watching a little bit and you see somebody over there working uh in the ring it does feel like more of a show show but when you're there watching like you're part of it it's so funny when you kind of remove yourself a hundred feet back and really watch from a from a different place but i'm gonna go ahead and kind of move on here because otherwise i'll kind of tangent off but uh gringo local comes to the ring with jimmy lloyd in tow Out comes then john wayne murdoch then sawyer wreck, and i kind of like this because the way they brought him out was singularly and it was just the threat just built over and over here comes a larger threat larger and i'm like oh these guys are going to get their ass kicked and just as i'm saying these guys are going to get their ass kicked here comes another out you know and i'm just like oh man but uh yeah they started beating the shit out of toro and harada It's a fun spot where the bad guys basically got the shit kicked out of them in the end. It was like the happy ending. And um, this is where I'm going to move on to one more thing. I noticed that the ring crew fucking rocks. Glassed in, glass out, really quick. They actually had a large amount of people working out there. And I just wanted to say, good job. We try to say a lot of things like we wanted to mention everyone. We've mentioned GPW. We've mentioned how videos change, sound has changed. Lighting has changed, da-da-da. Well, the ring crew, this is a good time to just mention it, that um, they did a damn good job, and they got that place cleaned up really well pretty quick. And fans at home especially who are used to having a little bit of a break in between definitely appreciate it when they want the action to just continue.
0: Yeah, and I think they did an awesome job at TOS as well, um, getting everything cleaned up and ready for the next match. I think think it was pretty fast of how they did everything. Um, I enjoyed that as well. I liked how they came out, though, because those are kind of the people that are going to be in Japan um, when mm. they go out here mm. for the next excursion. So they did announce before all this that uh, Blake Christian was going to be out there. I believe that's his first time with GCW out there. So that's pretty cool. Um, John Wayne Murdoch. I think he went out there last time with the Mega Bastards. Joey Janela. Um, and here's a name that I thought was interesting. Charlie Evans back in GCW and going to Weird. Japan. I thought, yeah, that was kind of interesting. interesting. But... Cool. Likes to see her back. And I mm. think we're going to see the deathmatch Charlie, which is good because she excels uh, in the deathmatch. That's the only Charlie to me as if she's yeah. going to go deathmatch,
1: honestly, because the rest of it is
0: okay. Yeah. So nothing saying- bad. I just don't have
1: anything that really is my interest. That's all.
0: Yeah. I wonder who they're going to match her up with out there. Um, Osha mm. Slamovich is out there with GCW for the first time as well. Same thing with Sawyer Wreck um miedo and ciclope back out there which is fun and then the two names i really enjoy that they announced was gringo loco and shane mercer those are two names that absolutely deserve to go to japan and i believe it's their first time representing gcw in japan as well so um glad to see shane mercer get that spot as well as gringo loco because they're yeah i think staples. they need to do they need to do
1: like some irish thing like Gringo Loco, like the redhead thing, and then you got Mercer out there, and then maybe you could put Blake Christian out there. And you know, you'll have the high flyer, you'll have like the Haas, then you'll have, you know. Um, what really screwed me up in this was just it was only seven and a half minutes. I could have taken a little bit more of this, but again, I was kinda like you, just saying, you know, every time, every time Mieto was getting hit somewhere or took a fall somewhere, I'm like Ooh, you know just i don't know it just felt kind of weird i cared yeah you know so uh moving on here we'll go on to the next match we had i noticed that boards were coming out with cut soda cans on them barbed wire doors
0: light tubes and a whole
1: ton more
0: as the matchup is another death match between El desperado versus joey janela and this is the one match i was like Despy, this is your shot. Like this is your time to show GCW fans what you're made of. Uh, I'm glad it is a death match because Joey once again wants to do that one. And mm-hmm. throughout this match, I just felt Despy wanted to take all the sick bumps and all the take all the damage from all the weapons. Like this was his time to show, like, yeah, hey, I'm a tough yeah. motherfucker, guys. Like, watch all this shit I'm gonna do to myself. And I, I enjoyed this match. This was a, I don't want to say typical Joey, but uh, death match, Joey Janela match, and the perfect way to uh for Desperado to show off what he's uh, how he is in Japan and New Japan and kind of like the sick sadistic versions that not and not like nobody gets us to really see this side of Depie because it's really he's only done kind of death matches only a couple times but um this was good I thought this was a well-paced Joey match to kind of get Desperado over and the crowd at first was on Joey's side but by the end of it, A lot of fans are chanting El Desperado, and I'm glad, too, because I want to see him. He's one person I do want to see him come back and kind of have more singles matchups. I thought the tournament was an interesting way to kind of expose him to the crowd, not like exposing him, but like for for GCW's first time seeing him, if you've never seen him before, I thought that was an interesting way to uh, show him to the fans, but I thought this was a more realistic and the real version of Desperado, and Joey did an excellent job of making him look like a million bucks as he does with all his competitors yeah and i heard from the beginning desperado's pretty good i yeah, heard he's pretty I, darn good i enjoy him with his new japan stuff but i kind of like it when he does get crazy with like moxley and stuff because it's a whole it's nice. a different size of just different side of desperado and i think it's one that he wants to do more so i actually wouldn't be surprised if we see him in gcw a little bit more often in a kind of a death match setting
1: i'm looking forward to it because in this one he really made Everything looked good. The bleeding looked good. Everything he executed in the ring was good. There was nothing that stuck out as negative really at all. I think he shined really well in this one. Um, Also, the match time was longer than average. We had almost 19 minutes of match time here, which is typical for a Joey Janela match because usually those go over the average. Uh, Also, yeah, you're right. Janela pulls everything out of everyone. In this one, he did spice it up a lot. He's so in her It's like, um, I don't want to do it because there's really no need to. But Janela and Cardona could be a level of personalities and creativity that I don't know if we're ready to see. I think it would be really interesting to see what would happen between those two, because the promos would be off the charts.
0: That I actually think Hammerstein, their whole feud and the Hammerstein match was the perfect example of those two brains going together. How overbooked and how stupid the... Su- not stupid, <laughs> like, it might be stupid to regular fans, but, like, if you kind of are in on the joke and you get both characters and they're both of, like, their stylistic of wrestling, then bringing out Virgil as Vincent- Vince McMahon was fucking hilarious at Hammerstein. Bringing in oh, yeah, the mask. Yeah, that was Joey for sure. Swaggle was for sure... Uh, Ryder, Chelsea Green getting the destroyer, then getting put through the door. I thought like that is, that's the Joey match. And Cardona just overbooked his yeah. shit out. Ridiculous, but still entertaining and fun at the end, because it felt like more that match felt like one of those old, old WWF pay-per-views that you just have 18 run-ins and you just never, never know what's going to happen next. And I think, as you said, though, it's that's something we haven't seen in GCW when those brains uh, or since then, since those uh, two brains kind of put together that match. And that was <laughs> a chaotic match, to say the least. So
1: Desperado ended up coming out first. I, on my end, I do really like him, so I'm with you there. I need to see a lot more. I'm with you also. I'm, like, I'm repeating everything, but it's in my notes because you know we're on the same page. We both like him. We want to see him a lot more. I'll mention in the end, but the fans also were very happy and wanted him back. So Joey was out last. Of course we have Joey chance to go along with his music. He comes out looking fucking wild. He's got the Gold's Gym shirt on, the tan, tooth missing, a trucker hat, and the Viper sun. It feels like the old gritty, dirty OG Joey Janella, and it's nice. It's nice sometimes when a performer will pull out a gimmick, uh like a little, just a little bit of a throwback from five years ago. And what I mean by that is, in his case, like he looks good. He looks slimmed down. He looks like the old Joey. He has the missing tooth, which makes him look just a little crazy, which is old Joey. So I
0: have to ask because I'm
1: ignorant. Cool. What's the yeah.
0: viper? Well, vipers on. What's that mean?
1: The uh, oh, the, the viper, the
0: pit viper glasses. That's uh, a
1: lot. It's that's a lot of what they look like. So, okay. Um, we had Desperado Chance dueling with the Joey Chance. Less than two minutes in, and Despy goes through a barbed wire door. They're detangling his fucking head and arm from the board. A piece of barbed wire was literally still stuck to the back of his head, I believe, at one point, or it was his back. Joey, um, Joey was going after Despy's match, which you and I both fucking hate. Then Joey sliced uh, Despy's head pretty bad with barbed wire. Both men were fighting right beside um, a board, that can board. Janela was thrown back into the broken board and then suplexed onto a board of cans. Desperado chants were going off. We have gusset plates in play. Uh, Despy got a gusset plate stuck to his forehead. Janela then gets it stuck to him. GCW chants start going through the arena. Both were fighting with the gusset plates stuck in their fucking foreheads. Janella and Despy are both breathing, uh, bleeding pretty good about halfway through the match. Joey loves shopping underneath the ring like it's the fucking mall. He was having a good time. Uh, Despie Despi was fucked up good. He was bleeding under his mask all over his face. It was legit dripping everywhere at points you can see where he's just bent over and it's just dripping on the floor. And it's just drip, drip, drip and that's a fair amount of blood i don't care what you're saying i mean just count that many drips in one minute and then the motherfucker's also running around jumping so his blood pressure's up his blood's pumping i mean you can lose a lot of blood quick and a lot of people don't really understand how much could be lost quickly if you're not careful so uh (laughs) despy had this good looking five-star frog splash that i just wanted to mention is a nice spot they were really having a great back and forth match, though. Neither was really truly in control throughout. Joey called in a huge ladder at one point, thanks to Big Vin. Which, shout out to Big Fucking Vin. Janella Sabu's a chair at Despy. There was blood everywhere, and you could literally follow the trail where Despy has been by the blood. Joey builds a barbed wire door bridge with the barbed wire on down, and he sets the, up the ladder goes up the uh big jump into double foot stomps onto barbed wire door janela only gets two. joey has a light tube and busts it over desperado's head then another then another desperado slowly rises to his feet and they end up fighting toe-to-toe even after all that they both start busting tubes over each other's head Despi ends up grabbing a bundle he ends up getting kicked over janela positions the tubes properly and then picks up despy suplex desperado recovers gives janela a huge suplex into a bundle of tubes and with that crazy flurry our winner ended up being el desperado thank goodness i'm glad he did
0: get the victory yeah yeah i that might i don't know i just i don't know why i feel like sometimes wrestlers like if they need like they lose back-to-back matches like now oh, why does why do, am i going to come back to this promotion and they just have me lose but uh, I'm glad he won because, I, I don't know, I just felt like that with Maki Ito too. Like I've always said, like I didn't really feel like after those first couple matches she would be enticed to come back if that's how she was going to be treated. But uh, Despy picking up the win here. Maybe we will get his presence in uh, NGI or uh, future GCW shows down the road. Um, great matchup. As you said, the struggle for who was going to put their opponent through, like the fuckery, was cool to see during this matchup. I don't know, I just felt... Uh-huh. Different, I just felt a different struggle other than, like, hey, my turn, your turn. Like, as they were, like, reversing each other's moves and blocking them and trying to fight for position, I just felt like if how it played out in the ring felt very cool and different, in my mm-hmm. opinion, watching this death match kind of go. Um, that was Joey's first time getting gusset plated, by the way. Uh, he tweeted out. Really? After, after he tweeted out, like, saying, like, that was my first gusset plate, and he goes... Fuck, like never again, kind of thing. Like, really? not doing that shit again. That for you guys are sick. Like, he's, I think he said, like, that's the worst pain he's been in, like, in a death match of like, you know, like for an object. I think that's what he said. So, uh, that was pretty well. Interesting. I guess Sawyer will have to carry the gusset weight in Japan, then, <laughs> right? Um, uh huh. When Joey went to the mask, as you said, yeah, I was like, fuck, stop going for the damn mask again, but. It played out good, really good in this one. The yep. blood, the blood trail from the mask was awesome. Um, And I think uh, with this match, you kind of have to do that for the blood. So I understand it. I really just hate when they mess up like a nice looking mask like that for no, for, like for me, it makes no <laughs> sense too, but I get it. Um But yeah, this was Despy. This was deathmatch Despy that I saw in New Japan in that one match against Moxie. But you could tell he wanted more. And I think he got his, right. this is what he wanted in the, this thing. And he worked better in the singles match compared to the triple threat. Um, like I said, I, I just felt like he felt looked a little out of place to me in TOS just because of the whole triple threat aspect of the death match. But this one-on-one death match was perfect. And I think I, I'm glad you kind of said to like, Desperado, you saw like the real Desperado here. Cause that's how I felt too. Like th- this is what I was glad. I was like, this is what the fans needed to see to appreciate what desperado really is all about and um yeah good match and i definitely wouldn't mind seeing it seeing desperado uh in the near future back in gcw
1: so once again i feel like in i feel like i can see uh i feel like i can see joey's personality in these matches it never ceases to amaze me i can't even put my finger on it it's just there this was a very violent war but a fun match at the end of this, we had please come back chance from the crowd. I'm gonna agree. I believe you're gonna agree, Too B. Yes, please. This kid works his ass off. Thank you, Despie, so much. Please come back. He takes a mic and he gives his thanks, which I completely appreciated, but he thinks I did he call out John fucking Moxley.
0: So yes and yes. <laughs> so in New Japan, um I forgot what show. Shortly after this, they um, they had a card, or he did a promo, and Moxley wants him in a tag match. I forget who Moxley's partner is. Um, I, I'm not going to be able to look that one up fast. But in New Japan, he pretty much uh, Moxley... He called... Desperado called out Moxley, and I think I said there was a tag partner, and I think maybe Moxley's teamed up with Homicide, if I'm not mistaken. And so Desperado, uh-huh. like, it was a mystery partner. And the mystery mm. partner is one crazy monkey really yeah june kasai wow in new japan damn what a match in new japan in a crazy match with homicide and against moxie which is another cool thing with kasai and that's going to make me think kasai is going to be a lot more for the rest of this year working in the states i even think he posted on twitter saying like i'm gonna be in the states for a while so get used to seeing this so that gives me hope to see Mm, june kasai a lot more in gcw um coming up here in future shows but another cool even though it's another promotion another cool thing of El Desperado working with Jun Kasai going against Moxley and Homicide GCW not just GCW wrestlers but people we've seen in GCW so um, I just thought that was a pretty cool way to kind of have GCW bleed into New Japan wrestling even. Okay so there are a ton of wrestlers in Japan and we've brought over
1: quite a few wrestlers and we haven't seen one bad one not one not a single one of the like, go ahead search your head uh, i like, mean seriously like you can't no nah. there's i mean what you're gonna say like i can't even say one without feeling bad about it but i mean damn you know i haven't seen him for a while i really do wish and skywalker would come back that dude was kind of cool yeah he
0: was Remember? He had a fun fight club weekend
1: yeah um yeah the please come back chance were dead fucking on and i think janella really did stretch despy a little bit but i think it was for all the right reasons and despy said he was coming back soon in the gcw ring so i'm thinking we're probably going to see that in japan oh yeah maybe uh, but what i do like here is that there are japanese wrestlers that are coming over here and i'm guessing they're talking to other japanese wrestlers and saying listen there's a good way to make some money over here and you'll be happy and you'll have a good time. And, and it seems like that's really catching on over here. So uh, I hope that little trend continues. And for me personally, honestly, I really hope we see more luchas come from Mexico. Honestly, I'm uh, between Japan and Mexico. Honestly, I'd like to see more Mexico. Yeah. I don't kill me. No, I hope nobody kills me with, because there are a lot of hardcore Japan fans out there. I know you're one too. So I don't want to make anyone, you or anyone upset, but legit, if I had to go between the two, I, I, as a nerd, I appreciate one, but as someone who's a fan who wants excitement on their $50 pay-per-view, I'm going to watch AAA or I'm going to watch, you know, that's going to be where I'm at. Lucha.
0: That's what, like when that whole drama was going on and about money situation, like I said, if, if, I'm losing one person, but I'm getting Vikingo. Sorry, like, <laughs> I sorry. want that money to go Vikingo. Yep. Like, I hate to say it, but, like, I respect everything you've done. But, hey, if the money's not good enough for you, but it's good enough for someone else, like, sorry, I will take Vikingo. But Vikingo's been the one, yeah, giant name. I and, and Brett's even said, like, hey, we're not done with Vikingo. He's booked for a lot more shows. We're, we're going to see more of uh, them. And like, uh, that's what's making me so happy is just knowing, like, Cardona's not going to WWE. We're going to see more Cardona that. Um, there's a chance now Moxley might come back to GCW based off of this news with Jun Kasai. We're getting fucking June Kasai back in GCW. Like that crazy. We just got Desperado and Zack Saber from New Japan. Like GCW, uh, still getting all these great names and great talents from giants for every promotion other than WWE. They have a yeah. working partnership and working relationship with, and it's just so fucking awesome and so cool as a fan to think about of what who else could come now over from new Japan or Mexico or well, like, I I don't know if you saw or know too much about, like we see like uh, a lot of these names that had prob or had contract issues. Um, Bandito, he's now released. Hmm. He's out of his contract in Mexico. So that's going to open up a lot more um, indie dates and American dates, hopefully. Um, But there's a couple like rush rush is another name that same thing. Like, uh, is out of their contract in mexico is now willing we're going to be working hopefully more dates in this in the states and like that kind of gets rid of a lot of the kind of cross promotional stuff that we've been seeing in other promotions but i think that leaves a door open especially with all the stuff that gcw's been doing like impacts like just like they're impacted they're like it seems like they're working with impact to be able to use like the greshams the speedballs the um yeah. Slamovich and the way that they're using. Okay,
1: I'm not gonna lie. Are we I want to see MLW bring Hammerstone over to GCW just for I don't know a night or
0: two. I just want to see how he would go over. I don't know why. I think he'd be I booed just... out of the fucking building. I think, but in a oh. good way because of the. Oh, Lucy agrees with me. Lucy, <laughs> Lucy hears something. Um, yeah. I just think they would do it just because he has the typical sports entertainer look. Like, that's how I Dude, like, get a I'd throw him.
1: I'd throw him in He-Man shorts. I'd throw him in little <laughs> He-Man undies, and I'd make him do the He-Man thing. I'd make him come out and do the... The fans would cheer if he's cheesy enough. But the way he is, he's just a pound of meat, and I guarantee you he'd be a heat magnet like crazy. Yeah, it would be fun seeing him in, like, a couple of these big boy matches with, like... Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, think about a face going out there... And he just comes in the ring and fucking thumps him. The heat would be intense. Yeah. I, it, we, only it, like, ML- we only like good things in GSW. Remember that. It's <laughs> always like a love fest. That's how the fans have always been. It's a love fest. And if you fuck with our love fest, man, they turn, our fans turn nasty real quick. I love it, honestly.
0: Yeah, I mean, MLW, like it seems whatever issues there used to be are kind of, I don't know, fixed or temporarily fixed or at least on a working terms because like oh, if Matt Horner went back <laughs> there and um, we've seen I think Vikingo just showed up on MLW too recently um, it's just crazy seeing all these names and all these different promotions and it's just so cool like you, like I don't know I just think that's the coolest part about wrestling right now especially every company outside of WWE you're seeing these amazing cross promotional matchups that has the fans buzzing and they've delivered inside in the ring and just all the fantasy booking you could do is like we're seeing all the fantasy booking come to life and it's just been awesome to see and it's cool seeing as we said our gcw quote-unquote regulars excelling and getting noticed in other promotions across not just the states but in the in the country in the world because like jordan oliver is over having a crazy match i think tonight or next week with leon slater and tnt it's like fuck that's one match i really want to see like ran back in the right. States or even online. Like, I don't know if I could watch that one live or, but that's one I want to go out of my way just to watch that show to see Jordan versus Leon. Cause that's just, that's good shit right there. <laughs> that's one match. I right. see. We want to see more Leon out here in the States, but that's a cool thing with GCW and their relationship with all the companies across the world. And we're seeing it play out now where I, I hate hearing the Indies are dead or, Oh, GCW is not what they used to be. No, I think they're getting better. They're getting away from, One aspect. They they aren't what they used to be. They're better. Yeah, I think they got, they're getting not away from, but not utilizing one aspect, which was hot for a while. And it's, as we kind of talked about in other people, it's kind of dying down now with the whole deathmatch scene. Not dying down, but not as hot as it was like maybe a year or two ago. But Mm -hmm. now the Vikingos, the Takeshtas, the Ninja Max, all these other wrestlers is what's being hot right now and delivering for GCW. And, um, they're use, utilizing these talents, and I think uh, um, they're rebuilding themselves and not, maybe not rebranding, but lately just kind of going a different way, and it's been excelling for them, and it's been exciting to see all these fun interpromotional matchups. They're just wrestlers from other companies willing to do business in GCW. Like, I think Zach Sabre was a giant, like, holy shit, he's willing to work. Well, Will, Will Ospreay was the first one, but mm. um, seeing Zack Sabre Jr. wanting to work GCW was just weird, but... For multiple shows, it's been awesome. And I can't wait to see what he's about to do in Nick Age uh, in L.A. when we get to see it this weekend. Well,
1: every time I see Moxley in this company, that company, this company outside of AEW, like it burns to me because I'm like, what about GCW?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the way oh. the fans kind of not treated him, but started to turn on him near the end. And I get it because he wasn't defending the belt as often. And I don't think that's his fault. That's more of AEW's uh handling but I think maybe the way like especially remember we said like not the last one but the one entrance before like the fans were pushing him you, you kind of see him kinda like turn and snap on one like he didn't snap but he just yeah shot a look of like what the fuck is wrong with you and then afterwards he says oh I love that shit I don't have a problem but then the next night you see him coming out with a bunch more people to keep the fans away from him so yeah kind of contradicts him. So I, I wonder maybe he just like hey Maybe I wore out my welcome a little bit in GCW. Take some time off and come back as a mega fucking heel or mega face Ooh. and deal into it. But I do think we'll see him back as much as he loves wrestling and GCW and all that stuff. Um, just in general, the death matches. You can, the one place that I think he's going to, well, who knows what he was able to do it was GCW. I don't think he's going to be able to work any other company that style anymore. Um, just based off what happened last time. He could come back and beat the shit out of Blake Christian. That would be fun.
1: They have just a touch of history. Yeah. I mean, well, they have what four to what? six weeks of build of history for that last match those two had together.
0: Yeah. Maybe maybe then we can actually see the Graveheart come out.
1: <laughs> well, whatever whatever that is, I do like what he is now. I just yeah. don't know what to call it outside of Blake Christian. And you know what? Again, just not adopting a persona, but just being a character has worked so well for him. So, yes, I... I'm looking forward to seeing him in LA and just saying hi and telling him how fucking happy we are to see him
0: do his thing. You know, I want to see if I get another picture of me flipping him off in the background while he's doing the,
1: Oh, the you thumbs.
0: Know <laughs> if he goes to the stage, right? You're on the stage.
1: Right. First? Yeah. We're on the stage. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I still want to get up there sometime because for me, I'm, I'm not against the stage.
0: Yeah. I think it's like, since we're bringing our son, it's safe and it's still a good view. It's different. You're just not, I don't have to worry about moving out of the way. I get to see everything and, uh, have a nice view the entire night and still, like I said before, interact with the talent on the stage uh, after their matches. And in the main event of Cage of Survival 2, it is the Cage of Survival match as it is for the GCW world title being defended by Masha Slamovich against the GCW Ultraviolet champion Rina Yamashita, also the winner from TOS 8 the night prior. And wow (laughs) not just the ending but this match was crazy it was insane both women killed it it was violent it was i like the innovation of how they did a lot of the different moves and in the different spots it felt like it was like this one felt new like it didn't feel like i was rewatching something um i enjoyed this match masha willing to get as crazy and bloody as rena was kind of shocking for me based off of her working with impact and being able to uh still get as bloody and ultra violent during this match was a surprise but she delivered rena delivered this was the main event it was a crazy match and i enjoyed it way more than i thought i would i thought this was going to be a good seal CL- like last year i liked it but cage of survival but it felt too crazy too different where this one felt like a cage of survival match and i like Kind of like the concept of the winner of TOS being able to challenge for it um, the, for the GCW title the next day. I thought that was pretty cool as well. So I,
1: I was like, okay, what kind of craziness do we have here? So when it was all said and done, we had cage sections on specific sides of the ring, barbed wire doors. We had a huge chunk of scaffolding on one side, glass of all kinds, and... Almost anything else that you can think of. Uh, both women came out. I noticed there were only Rena chance.
0: That's arena. That's huh? arena territory. Like, I, I know you say like the Vegas, like we we took ownership yeah, over yeah. stuff, but that AC crowd, yeah, that is Rena. I I was actually surprised when I heard a little monster chance because of how much that I thought the fans were behind Rena, and that's why I actually thought there might be a chance we have a double champion of Rena. Uh, defeating Masha because I know the crowd would love it, and it'd be another cool way to start off their time in the terminal. I thought it'd be a memorable moment, but yeah, the crowd being behind Rena was not as shocking. But to be, it was like nine, like what ninety-five, five percent. It sounded like like the Rena chants were drowning yeah. out the Masha chants for sure. So um, maybe it's just because Rena was
1: such a such a well-loved, but I kind of felt like this was coming. I mean really i was noticing that the crowds were kind of into the masha matches but otherwise when someone comes along that people really like it's uh it's a stark uh, contrast it really was um they do have official introductions which i liked the whole time we're hearing new champ chants, which um to me always felt like when buzzards are flying around an animal that's about to die that's how I kind of always felt new champ chants Where I know it kind of sounds weird, but, but yeah, like I was just saying, we knew this was coming. Fans are ready for a new championship reign. So minute one, Rena kicked into a pane of glass uh, that was very bouncy because uh, Rena bounced off of it. It was broken on the second attempt, which was amazing. Masha was cutting Rena's forehead. Let's talk about that for a minute. I'm only going to announce it because one time's a mistake, but a couple times where glass and tubes and shit weren't breaking was kind of... It had me just for a minute. I won't say bad because these two performers were out there kicking ass. It's just every now and then you get a a prop that wasn't cooperating with you. And it was funny that there were a couple props that just didn't work. And um, one that actually ended up better. Because it was fucked up the first
0: time. Yeah. I I think I've said this before. I don't mind that when it happens because I also think it's cool for like fans that want to think like, oh, it's fake oh like any it's sugar glass or any of that bullshit. It's like, you know how much for like this shows how much force they have to be yep. thrown through. And I think that's good for the business and perfect. Like I don't look at those spots as like negative or like when they couldn't break a table or whatnot. I just look at I it giggle. Like,
1: I giggle, yeah. but not in a bad way. I'm like, oh, and then I just move on. But yeah, I, I, I don't. I wouldn't. I'm, there's no making fun of anybody or anything no, no, no. like that. No,
0: I just think it's more it makes <laughs> it more realistic. And it just shows like, hey, look how much force it has to be thrown through. It's not just anybody could fall and break into it. It's like, no, you have to fucking put some force in. it. I think that just helps the credibility of wrestling business. And especially in death matches of it, like. That spot, like when they when they just sit there and pounce the tubes off each other's heads, it's like oh they're barely swinging it. It makes it seem like oh that fucking they're barely swinging like any the glass is going to break no matter what. Then so who cares? But when well, the glass doesn't break and you see that they have to slam them into the ground, I think that shows like hey this is how much they really are, how much force they're using and not just like taking it easy on each other.
1: Well, it's kind of funny you mention that because uh, there was that match with Tremont this past week. 700 yeah yeah. it was like 700 tubes and you can just see him over there with i can't remember who his opponent was and they're just like crack 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 and i'm sitting there and what my psychology says to me is if they can do that many over and over and over it doesn't hurt now i know that's bullshit but what i'm saying is to a 10 year old, they're going to look at that and go, well, if I can do that that many times over someone's head and they don't fall down, it must not hurt.
0: So like I I feel the same way, like not that it doesn't hurt, but I'm just like it takes away like the first. Some of the realism and no, some of the impact, some of the psychological impact of the physical impact. Yeah. Like if I see 15 shots go like that, like and then they go back to it five minutes later, ten minutes later, and there's another light light tube to the head. I'm just going to be like, okay, that's just what just happened five minutes ago. Like, it's not going to affect him or like for the realism part of my head, when I try to like not justify, but play it out, if if it's realistic or not, it takes it away from me. Like, I don't like that spot when they just sit there and boom, boom, boom. Now, like when John Wayne Murdoch did it to Rena and went 15 at a time, I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that would have been a cool one count to show like, hey, fuck you, that just hyped me up. But her taking the two count did show like, hey, it was a lot of damage and did it. But I don't know. I, I feel the same way as you. Like when I saw that kind of spot, I was like, I think it was like two minutes of just straight of them just doing that. Mm-hmm. I was just like, ah, uh, like I pr- I appreciate the craziness that they did and the willingness to fucking break every 700 or whatever light tube they had. It was a lot. And that was insane. But that like those spots kind of not bore me, but take me out of it a little bit. Um, And I, but we didn't get too much of it during the whole tournament, this match, but I, that one, that spot, you said like, okay, why the one hurt now, but is it going to hurt again later? If it didn't hurt now, why is it hurt later on? I don't know. I just takes the realism away from me a little bit.
1: Well, that's the thing. And with wrestling, each and every fan has an acceptable level of realism in their head. So they're constantly judging the person sitting next to them, No matter how close they are to them brother sister son daughter husband wife they're gonna have a completely different level of acceptable realism that they prefer in their wrestling and so what we're talking about is those tubes just boom 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 are cracking past some of our acceptable realism and it's actually taking away from other matches down the road that we're going to watch from this point if we believed in this stuff wholeheartedly because we would go okay i just watch a motherfucker get cracked with 700 tubes what's what's 10 yeah yeah but in the real world that's 10 fucking sharp ass light tubes oh yeah for so, sure so i love tremont and nothing too too bad but it it kind of made light tubes look weak and and not very dangerous and they are 110 percent dangerous
0: yeah the whole match was crazy and good and i liked it and i liked how they dove into it that one spot was the only thing i didn't really like from that whole match but i get it it's a spot that happens often not but it doesn't mean i have to like it just because it happens often i don't like that kind Being of spot cranky where sit there, you know yeah right we're
1: just like the old men going we don't like that it <laughs> doesn't make it
0: well, one thing I do That's like a, when Rena didn't break yeah. the glass, and then just like, oh, pork, like went to the fans, like, oh, sorry, fine, here, and broke it on herself as like punishment kind of <laughs> stuff. I did like that because she knows what the fans want, and if she can't do it the first two times, she's at least acknowledging, like, hey, I, I get you guys. I, you guys can boo me here. Stop booing me. I cracked myself on it and played up to it too. I, I did like how at least she had the self awareness of in that situation. Well, I think it's still called the fourth wall at at the wrestling level but i love when the wrestlers break the fourth wall
1: like you're talking she just did there and just kind of gives the fans a little something unique different and special
0: and i think that might be why she's kind of a giant fan favorite is like they people realize okay, like, they see the human in her she wants to have fun she wants them she doesn't mind making fun of herself if they have to be she will go into the funny stuff just to make the fans happy i i enjoy aspect of her kind of her character and what why she's kind of grown in popularity especially uh in the ac area i will stick to it this day
1: 70 percent of what made rena in america was the las vegas crowd that night i have to say because that was her first night first step forward and i know there was a bunch of people that did nothing but chant her name oh I think when that comes across on TV, people on TV are going to go, fuck this, this Rena lady, she's something else. And then Rena goes out there and fucking kills it in the ring. And that's how you make a star. Yeah. On TV, on TV, all they hear is Rena, yeah. Rena, the whole fucking time is she's going nuts in the ring and people at home look at that and they go, fuck, yeah, Rena. <laughs> and it sticks. We have a cult love and hate of certain people. Yeah. GCW she's... as a fans, as fans.
0: Yeah, I think her and Drew Parker have a special place too. With the AC crowd, of uh, every time they came over, they always tore the house down and did some crazy, ultra violent shit. And yeah, the fans absolutely love
1: Rena. Parker's my fucking dude. He's so fun. Yeah, very see, nice, very I, nice guy.
0: Real. I don't know if you saw. He just posted he's taking a hiatus, not just from Deathmatch wrestling, but wrestling in general. That kind of maybe thought. he's maybe he's. Getting tired. Well, maybe he's taking care of family. up. He said, "I think he said going That's back, to, going back home and taking care of family." He said, but he's taking a hiatus." And I was just like, "Man, I was just talking about you, hoping you come back sometime soon." And then, "Nope, I'm gone for a while." So, but take care of your family, do what's best for you. But I really wish we do get to see G, uh, Drew Parker in a GCW ring, even if even if it's not ultraviolet, I want him to that speedball match. I think would have been a great way to showcase the next evolution of Drew Parker in his wrestling career. And unfortunately, we weren't able to see that because of the injury. But hopefully that match is one that Brett will give us fans uh, at another time. I really hope that um,
1: I i really let me I'm trying to cut myself off because I have one or two thoughts here and I'm trying to make sure I place them correctly. But Drew Parker, to a degree, is fortunate he didn't push himself any further in the death match. And I love him. I love death matches. I I think he was going to start getting to a more dangerous place in time to push himself, to maintain and keep his character at a popular level with the fans. You you only do darts for so long before they've all seen the darts. And yeah, there's shock value every time, but the shock value does go down a little bit after a while, no matter what it is. And um, yeah, he he was getting to dangerous levels there. And there's only so many wrestlers I can say
0: that with. Isn't that, like, what, Sick Nick Nick Mondo? Mondo. Yeah, there we go. Okay, that's why I was like, isn't that why he, like, I know he was hurt and stuff, but then he realized, like, hey, on top of me being hurt as bad as I am, I realized, like, I got to start changing and do even more dangerous shit. And then with my body breaking down, like, fuck it, I'm getting out now at the right time. And I'm glad he did do it because you see he's able to move around and happy and still doing deathmatch stuff when he comes in and supports gcw and shit like that so i i'm the same way i'm glad that he did get out when he did before he upped the ante anti too much where it became could become disastrous in the long in the long term i i that was the one name that stuck in my mind too i think i thought that's where you're going with nick mondo
1: yeah yeah he was one where he just wrote his body hard for a, a small amount of time and a perfect time when he was young enough to take a lot of the shit he took that's about the best way to put it. The only reason he's doing what he did uh, and still walking around now is because when he did it, he was so young that his body was absorbing hits way better I mean, at, say, 20 than most people are at 41, 42.
0: I mean, I think so, Drew Parker's 20. Shit. I think Drew I want to say he's youngest,
1: his path would have been not very healthy for his body if he continued for a longer amount of time. Nice, nice fucking guy, but. Yeah, I, I really hope that he comes back and he's. Uh, all right, so I'll get back to this here because <clears throat> we got off again and that's how it I works. I could talk to Drew Parker all
0: day. Dude. That's one name, um, I can, real fast. I, that's one. Yeah. Name. I, if he shows up, that's going to be my next pop moment. Whenever he just randomly shows up, I'm going to fucking pop because I'm so. like I'm That'd be cool. a Drew Parker fan and I really hope we do see him. But take care of what he needs to take care of first, obviously.
1: All righty. So. <laughs> minute two rena look at you laughing sorry i i don't no 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 i try to find a good transition into already minute it's just there's no good transmission i, I like when you have a good point i hate i don't have anything else to say so i'm like hey, how the <laughs> fuck do i get on to the day? it's just basic shit that you know i'll figure out in time but um minute two rena cutting herself and biting tubes we have still more new champ fans uh channing and i think they've pretty much turned on masha on minute three masha was getting carved up on her forehead and they are both bleeding now rena was sticking a tube under masha's shirt and she broke it minute four rena grinds that broken tube into her back rena chants; she gets a lot of support from the fans rena making masha eat glass rena punches her with glass in her mouth minute five rena with a russian leg sweep the glass doesn't break what the fuck? Anyway, Rena goes up top, Masha on the glass slash cage, and the crowd goes fucking crazy. GCW. I only mentioned that one right there because it led to a bigger fucking thing. That glass on the on the cage was just yeah,
0: sick. Scott took a fucking awesome video of that too. Yeah, I right. Need in there. Scott, uh, Scott from Ring Crew did awesome. Got probably the best footage of that spot. Yeah, dude. He he had a death wish down there too, but.
1: If anybody was going to go down there and get it with less fear, it was going to be him for sure. So, minute six, Rena goes for the cover. She only gets two. Tubes are being busted over Masha's head. Minute seven, I wasn't going to lie. I was just mentioning here, but they need to go harder if that glass isn't breaking and just bending. And they adjusted to that here. (laughs) Yes, they did. Uh, Minute eight, Masha has Rena in the chokehold. Rena hits Masha with a light tube in retaliation. Masha with her usual amount of yelling incoherently. I wrote that down. Um okay. I'm I'll say it cuz it's kind of known by a lot of like Masha does a lot of yelling in her match and it's after a while it's a lot. I
0: like it's it just, when those two Hulk it's up okay. talk, and it's like oh shit like when they they got that look on them like don't crazy hate me. Fuckers. <laughs> I'm just you
1: know. I just just don't hate me please cuz it's just but um there are some wrestlers and Masha's not one of them. That instead of knowing how to wrestle they just know how to scream to try to make their punches and kicks look impactful now the reason why the reason why i say masha with yelling is because she just does a lot of it it's nothing with her wrestling or anything else it's just um eh, it's an opinion and fuck it it's just one person's opinion and there you go how about that i don't have to explain my stupid opinion um masha suplex onto a chair minute nine rena grabs a barbed wire door and then rena eats a few huge a uh, few huge chair shots while she is trapped between the ropes and the cage minute 10 fuck 'em up rena Fuck 'em up chance new champ chance the fans smell blood in the water is what i wrote rena thrown head first into the cage this is awesome chance Minute 11, hard seeing some of their blood because they chose to wear dark colors for their gear. Rena lays tubes on Masha. She goes up top. Masha stands up and bashes the tubes over Rena's head. Minute 12, Rena thrown from the top rope into a net of barbed wire. The rest of that minute was them cutting her out of there. Minute 13, Masha chants, Rena chants back and forth. Masha spits on Rena and follows up with a few. Chair shots that is not very face like Mm -hmm. minute 14 more yelling and chair shots from masha rena beating herself with a chair then launching it at masha gcw chance minute 15 both women are down they are absolutely exhausted once again with the fans new champ chance and masha chance back and forth from the fans they were dueling this out rena and masha finally back up minute 16 and i uh masha air raid crash Rena through the door. Do you see my notes on here for minute 16? There we go. So yeah, I I had a misspelling on that one right there. (laughs) So here we go. So Masha air raid crash, Rena through the door. Uh, Masha's hair is tangled in the barbed wire. She's still screaming. Minute 18, Rena and Masha. Oh, that one professional me. Minute (laughs) 18. Yeah. Minute 18, Rena and Masha chance. Ref Adam Galt cutting them out of the barbed wire at this point. It's just a, fucking fight. Minute 19, Blake Christians music hits but don't see him yet. She's waiting for Blake to arrive while watching Rena hit Masha with a chair. Then back first onto a chair. Still no Blake. Minute 20, Rena with a big splash onto a tube-covered Masha. Tubes are now being broken over Masha's head. Minute 21, Rena sets up a chair, more Rena chance. She makes a door bridge. Second and third. Third door is also being brought in the ring. Minute 22, Big Vin in the match to help with a setup. Masha on top of a bunch of stuff. Rena climbs the scaffold. Masha gets up and climbs the scaffold also. They both fight up top. Please don't die, Chance. Masha with a huge side slam off the scaffold and through the doors. Minute 23, someone enters the ring. Masha gets stomped. It's Blake Christian. He was posing as the cameraman. He tells the official he's cashing in his cash in the case. We now have a three way for the championship. There's a face smash for three and Blake is our new GCW world champion. Woo is what i can say to me you know what this feels like and i know it's nothing with the character but this gives me the feeling of million dollar man winning a championship with that ha ha, 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 ha. Yeah. you know the yeah i don't know why but i feel that vibe Which is- what do you think man talk to me brother
0: okay so uh hold on, i'm about to watch okay
1: so that sounds good because i'm hungry good too fucking um, chips right now
0: Ooh. These women, I, I'm going to say this now. I'm off the top of my head. I'm trying to think back of the death matches I specifically seen this year. I can't think of one that tops it. Like, honestly, as much action, fucking craziness, the spots from the fucking, the top of the cage, the glass. Like, these women went after it. And like, I'm honestly thinking off the top of my head, like, I can't think of a death match. This was fun. This was a cage of survival. I'm proud.
1: I'm proud. I'm proud of them and I'm proud of the fans who got up there and did their thing. And I'm proud of GCW for all of this, because this was an amazing for women's like a women's like cage of survival. And not only that, but the two women in it were also our champions. That's pretty special.
0: Yeah. There was a lot of special and like kind of historic things with that. As you said, you mentioned a lot right there. Um, I, I loved it. It was crazy like i know masha gets crazy but um with her being used on impact a little bit more i was wondering how crazy she would be getting her this match and that was kind of like my kind of skepticism heading into this it wasn't Rena. i know Rena would go fucking nuts and man, I, I know i mentioned it last time on the tos one she went through three fucking brutal matches and you couldn't tell there was no slowdown in her at all between any of those matches at tos and then from go those three matches to go to this one the next night and have a 25 minute match, and I think it's a classic GCW death match title match. Crazy shout out to Rena. That's why we love her. That she just doesn't yes. complain. Whatever's asked for, her, she goes. Same with Masha. She, I know we kind of talked about the title rant. I just didn't like how the challengers and I, I so we still kind of talked about it last one. We still don't. I don't like the booking of the challengers and who she's getting with. But I actually enjoyed the matches that she had. With Speedball, like at the beginning of her run. I enjoyed the Speedball match. Um, I believe she had a match with... um, Oh my god, it's off the top of my head now. All these matches she had. But her run wasn't too bad. Speedball match was amazing. That one was the best one that stuck out to me. I've never seen an ending like that. And I thought that was cool. That showed, hey, this is the depths that she had to go to to retain it. And that she's willing to go through to stay the champion. I enjoyed that. Um, But just my whole thing with the booking was why... Like I just go back to that six-way women's match where three of them, four of them did not make any sense to me of why they were in a match for the title. Same could be said right now with Blake Christian, his first title defense, as we talked about with Kevin Blackwood. It just that's the only thing I I take away was is the booking of the challengers. And that's what kind of held me back with her title run. But as I didn't think it would be long anyway, and I enjoyed that the matches that she had as champion, like I said, were it were kind of crazy and different. To, than a normal, typical GCW title matches that we've seen. So I enjoyed how they kind of played up where she needed to get desperate and be that crazy and violent to retain the belt, and that's perfect for GCW. Uh, but Rena, man, I, they could have put, put the belt on Rena and called it a night. I would and have zero they problems. they would have went home happy. I would have had zero problems with that because she's been killing it. The only problem I would have is being double champ. I don't like two champions because I think that's just killer to everyone else that's fighting for everything else but yeah and and that's what I loved about this ending it kept both of them looking strong Masha could still be right back up there and there needs to be for the title scene or facing quote-unquote main eventers in GCW Rena took nothing away from her incredible weekend she was the all-star of the weekend she had the best performance by far and it this still kept her looking strong and it increases Blake Christian's asshole Assholeness of ruining shit, taking advantage of it, but it's perfect for what he's doing. And the crowd fucking hated it, which was also perfect. And I kind of, I called it. I think it was, I don't, I'm not saying I'm the only one who called it. I think it was kind of predictable if you kind of play it out, but I enjoyed it because I liked it. And I mean, I kind of called it and thought what happened would happen. And the crowd reacted and just the way I wanted it to. How they wanted to react, yeah, just because, yeah. like I said, the whole first night, first weekend at the terminal, starting off a new place, do something iconic, and they did. And I loved the whole Blake tease too. That was like perfect timing in that match. Because yeah. like, hey, instead of like, like they could not just sit there and cut the hair out and taking their time, but hey, if we're doing this, like, and it was per- and this was obviously planned, but perfect time to throw out that little tease because, and then he doesn't show up, and like, fuck, and then. The cameraman, I don't know if you know, and I'm pretty sure you do know this, so you saw it. He was the cameraman that whole uh, match. Like, he was legit running a camera, and he was the guy that did the camera that ran up to the entrance when uh, they did the tease. Like, he went up to his own fucking tease on that entrance. Really? Yeah, he was the cameraman that ran over there real fast to the entrance area, and no one was there. That was him that actually ran it. So I thought that was kind of cool, too. This was perfect. The booking of the whole weekend... Like we've kind of talked about the pacing of going between matches of storylines, especially with COS and Cardona, this was perfect booking. This was perfect time. Everyone came out a winner in this main event. I don't think anyone came out a loser at all. Uh, Masha got screwed out of the championship. She can hold that. Rina's still the Ultraviolet champion. It can hold her head up high being that champion and now blake could be the fucking asshole that everybody hates as a champion and i think it's going to be a fun run with him as champion i think they could do a lot of fun things i'm not too thrilled for some of these first few matches but i think there's a reason for it like he could be playing this up as perfect like hey like fuck you i get to pick who i want why would i want to go against nick gage give me a two and ten blackwood give me a hundred or whoever he's facing in new south like give me easy competition that's perfect for his character. So, I think that that is going to be good for that, but I still don't like that booking to start it off, but I'm interested to see what happens and looking really looking forward to it cuz this was awesome. So, I wonder if he's going to play the
1: coward champion. He's that's going to perfect. do he's going to go through all the locals, you know, he's not going to take on anybody who can give him a real threat or any real contenders. He's going to pick through this guy and that guy He's going to talk shit about him, talk down to him. And I think eventually all the demoralization that he's going to do over time will lead to somebody coming in and beating the shit out of him. Yeah, I now I Now you good. want to fuck with the fans book uh, book Blake Christian versus Cardona for the championship. And I want to see what the fans will do.
0: I want to see what, it, I what think the your fans do? do like kind of like what I, they I did.
1: Just, now, this is like Mark booking. I'm sorry, but honestly, put them both against each other and this, this is like Masha and Yamashita that just happened here. We found out who the fan favorite was with one match. That's worth knowing.
0: I would like them to do kind of a finger poker doom. And actually, I would like to see them. Oh, no. I want to oh. see them join forces. <laughs> I mean, oh, no, like in a good way. But... Yeah. I want to see them join yeah. forces and just kind of oh, run. My God. That would be great. Like you got the two biggest heels working together to ruin GCW. But it's also a perfect way of getting taking GCW back of having it be a regular, like a could be Joey could be a Nick could be Jordan. If he drops the JCW, like a would cool way to take GCW back. And that's kind of where I think, you know
1: what? That's, that's an interesting thing to say.
0: I don't know if I have ever
1: seen in history, a booking where the originals of a company, the talent of a company that, you know, um, that they try to take the company back but in a heel way. I've never seen that. I don't know, it just came up in my head cuz I'm sitting here going, wait a minute, usually when the old hat comes back and goes, "Hey, you know, we need to take this company back." It's because some heels are running loose.
0: Um, yeah. No, that's kind of where I was leaning. I was I, second, I was, but, I was yeah, leaning the yeah. opposite. I was leaning the opposite where you just said I was thinking a GC like the fa- the face would be taking GCW back into the title back and bringing it yeah, back yeah, to yeah. how it should be represented, not by these sports entertainers and, as Nick Gage would call them, pussies. <laughs> like, I just think that'd be a cool way to get that belt back, but let them go on a reign of terror for a while because we've seen in the past when GCW has had a reign of terror, it makes things a lot more interesting because you want that asshole. You want the comeuppance from all these people. That's right. And when you finally get it, it makes for intriguing programming and good shows. So um I'm excited to see what happens with Blake as a champion. Like I said, I'm not too thrilled with the first champions, but to keep me from absolutely losing my mind and <laughs> shitting on it like how I did last time. I After that podcast, I went back and I thought about it and I looked at the next couple contenders. I'm like, that if they're going to make Blake the kind of coward, as you said, it's perfect. Book him against lower tier. Yeah. No, no offense to Blake, Kevin Blackwood. I'm just talking about wins and losses lower tiered wrestlers. Like I still think yeah. Blake Christian's gonna have all these matches, have fucking memorable matches, have talk about it, but he's gonna elevate the opponent while still doing something fucking shitty and cheating kind of way or sh- uh, nah uh it what's it like short handed kind of thing like uh mm-hmm. s- stealing these victories. But I think he's gonna have an interesting title reign. Um, underhanded. That's what I underhanded. Thinking. No, not of I'm thinking of the hockey game from last night. Go nuts <laughs> go <Mike. laughs> uh i'm hell yeah giant knights fan but (laughs) i am i was last night when i watched it yeah that
1: was pretty so fuck the rest of you fucking Vegas (laughs) Knights,
0: baby um i'm just looking at it's funny a name that popped up that would be a fun matchup oh god it's Uh funny who signed the card too i'm looking at old postcard right here on my desk and i was thinking who would be a cool person to take it away i don't think they're going to examine work gcw as often alex zane go back to that rivalry i well, know they just had a match kind of recently to kind of uh-huh rekindle their rivalry a few months ago i think it was but that would be a fun match those two and kind of obviously you could do some storytelling there but um well yeah you could put it. them together as like
1: some kind of a hey yeah you know we've been friends forever blah 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 and then in the end zane fucks him just knocks him <laughs> out. i got all kinds of fun ways to do that now zane he'd have to be on the microphone more He's one of those ones that needs a microphone. He has a great look. Everything else works for him. I need to hear him to complete the package.
0: Yeah, that's I think one of I don't want to say shortcoming of his character or his kind of wrestling. Just Mm -hmm. because I don't think we've seen it. Like don't really. Exactly. The the promo. It's like I don't want to say he's bad at it because I've never really seen it. But I think that is one aspect of his kind of character and wrestling that is kind of lacking that could be Nice. Like, even, like, if it's one of the... Fucking, I hate doing this. Like, a social media video. Like, do it in character. Do it, like, at a, ta- a taco shop in Japan or whatever. Because I know he's always posting food. That's why he's, like... I get yeah. jealous watching him fucking just shooting all the food he's eating because it looks fucking good all the time. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I think that would be a way to just even break the ice and get introduced and stuff like that to the fans of... And that would be on his terms in his character. So, I do think that would be a fun... uh Fun challenger for Blake Christian, but I so, do want to hear more from him.
1: Um, yeah, with this Blake thing, I loved every moment of it. And again, nothing personal. It was just I, I'm a fan of heels, and I I do like this guy personally. He's really really nice. So I loved every moment of this. I was happy to see a guy who works hard get a championship. Uh, you know, slapped over his shoulder. Pants uh, pants are throwing shit
0: everywhere, which. Makes sense. This was the building where shit was thrown everywhere last time when Cardona was. Yep, that's so. what I was saying. I kind of hope it happened because it'll be a cool callback and a memorable moment yeah. at a new place. And not quite Cardona
1: heat, but close would be a good way to put it. We did have fuck you, Blake, chance from the crowd. So, I mean, it was it was uh, it was a good night overall. I'm sure the fans went home happy. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat>
0: I, uh, well. I don't know. I'm not to lean more into this. I really want to see Blake with Matt Cardona. they just like kind of run rough shot. I think those two would be perfect for everybody on the GCW roster to go after. Like, <laughs> so So let's be fair. Blake
1: Christian's a heel, so we have a heel champion. Who's the face that's going to take it? Who is it? This is a rough one, bro. I think it was the face. Give me, give me a couple if you want to, but who
0: is the face? Well, I said before, like I think Nick Gage, especially if he turns it hardcore and ultraviolet. Well, he's done. That would make sense. He's done. Remember?
1: Remember? He said he's he's done with championships. He wanted that last run, and that was it. Corrector running. Please tell me. No, I remember we talked
0: about it, but then I thought we also talked about like we were confused, like when he said it. Yeah. That did that mean he could challenge if somebody else was the champion, or when he lost it, he was right. That's that right. still kind of up in the air. Um, I do want to, before talk. I forget, I will go back to what I don't want to forget. Masha, great. Like, we asked for a fighting champion, though. And what, those short time we she was champion, it. she defended that belt like often. And so, big shout out to being the defending and fighting champion that we've been asking for in GCW. And I hope that continues. And I think it will with Blake Christian being champion because he's almost damn near on every single show. So, I think that's going to be a great positive. For this title battle as well, man, I don't know. I want to say, I know this is going to sound homerish, but it's not Nick Gage. Jordan, like I'm trying to think of, like Speedball would be. I think Speedball could be a great champion too. Um, it was nice. I think Speedball
1: nice would there. be a fantastic champion in GCW. Yeah, um,
0: that
1: would be that would be a happy time in GCW. I think. Yeah, he deserved. good GCW. And you know what's funny is if we needed to clean up gcw's image in any way like he would be a great person to put at the helm he just has a good squeaky clean image you know he's married nice guy i mean you look at him and you're like he's not um he's not somebody you're gonna meet in an alley and he's gonna stab you or anything so um okay so jordan um vikingo Viking. but all we talked about that part vikingo is just a great choice because he can carry that belt everywhere yeah um that is when he goes,
0: because he's working pretty good in in uh, GCW right now. Huh? I know, Joey, man. It's like I'm just trying to think of an outside the box answer. And I, I don't really have right one that I would. Kind you of- know what? Uh, Jimmy Lloyd, of
1: all people, Do Jimmy imagine from Blake would be a fucking sick pop.
0: You're welcome. There you go. Do the Thank Jericho you, versus Triple H. H. Do Jericho versus Triple H on yeah. Raw in Atlantic yeah. City have blake fucking make an open challenge jimmy will pop out the fucking crowd will go bonkers yep. and like get a sneak victory with the bullshit like hey foot on the rope kind of thing then later on at the night have whoever the referee was adam galt have blake christian drag adam galt by the ear out to the ring. fuck that you saw i got screwed brett make this shit better Call it quick rematch. Blake wins by bullshit. You give Jimmy Lloyd that big old pop and that push. That crowd will fucking go nuts and then yeah. fucking go nuts the other way on Blake once he takes it off of Jimmy Lloyd too. Now you've got like that whole crowd throughout the whole night. Hi, mm-hmm. then up do whatever down, down in the middle. Down. Then yeah, at the night. I, that's how I would book it. That's a great call. Like wow, I didn't, I didn't yeah. think about any of that until right when you said Jimmy Lloyd, that shit just popped into my mind right there. I think that'd be cool. And get Jimmy Lloyd back caught I, I, I mean, the crowd's yeah. cheering for him. I'm assuming he's at these shows. Yes, he's being thrown in these scrambles, but I've said before, I think, ever since the whole G-Raver thing, I would need. I want to see Deathmatch Jimmy come back and I think he could be doing some cool ultra-violent shit. And shit, we talk about the Deathmatch scene. He's awesome when he gets into it. And I think, I think that'd be cool. Like, a cool way to fuck with fans, get Blake even more pushed as an asshole, give the AC crowd even more fucking reason to throw shit at him. But also mm-hmm. help Jimmy out and make a cool moment that's like, holy fuck. And like, I think it'd be cool. Like, give Jimmy his fucking. What, he doesn't ask. I don't know what he asked. For, I, don't, I know they Brett and all them talk, but Jimmy doesn't care about his wins and losses and bullshit. He goes out there, does what's asked, and boom, done. But And he's happy. Yeah, I think. I, I don't know. I really like that idea. That was a great call by Jimmy. And I really like that <laughs> idea. Next time they're in AC, holy shit. If there's an open chat, when are they coming back to AC? Homecoming weekend.
1: Look at you. You're like, let's do it. Homecoming weekend. Let's get him. Damn, dude. Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, Yeah. So uh, another thing that I thought would be cool
0: is that (laughs) who, what did you just say? Watch that fucking shit happen now. Dude, that would be fantastic. Uh, If I called called this one three months, two months in advance, Like how I called Rena, Rena was kind of easy. I'm just
1: saying, though, I mean, the pop would be
0: fucking huge. Exactly. It'd be such a cool moment. And like (laughs) they like doing this callback with the Seth Rollins, like at the cowardly heel, like and I was going to go back to the two man power trip. like that's what i was trying to think of like who was running rough shot like and i couldn't remember like their name but, like remember when triple h and stone cold like you got the two biggest guys Like they're both heels and getting the heat on like turn that into cardona versus christian cardona and christian have them be the two-man yeah. power trip yeah. in gcw fucking play off of it you know cardona is good for that shit blake and cardona like kind of have a history where car, car- blake said hey I used to be a uh, Zack Ryder, woo woo woo, like you used to be my uh-huh. favorite kind of thing. So, and he was, as he was turning heel the first time, was one of the best mans at Cardona's wedding. So, I think the so is that where
1: this is going? Is this long term booking? I hope, you think?
0: I hope. Well, you know me, like I I well, like the long term booking. He at the wedding and stuff. Yeah, I like the long term booking, but we also know Brett doesn't do too much of it for the, his own reasons, and their... He knows more about the fucking business than I do, but I like, I do the book. I love booking shit in my mind, booking mine and like long-term booking. I think you see how I just connected all those parts. Like, and yep. Jimmy Lloyd was one of the ones that fucked up the wedding. Like be a cool little, like little thing there. Like, and then at the end, yes. have, that's where you introduce Cardona. Oh, there we go. Homecoming's fucking set. Have Cardona come out on the rematch of Blake versus Jimmy at the end and help, Blake win and I got those two assholes and then do whatever the next night on a night two with Cardona. Okay. Now talk to me here. I'm an excited. Bookie,
1: Chelsea's go. out of Chelsea's out of WWE. Okay. And then now just, just talking. She leaves the WWE. She comes back to the independent scene and her and her, uh, Delander and Cardona are doing their thing. And one day we just see Chelsea just walk to the ring. Like, Oh, like a wife that just found out, you know, her Helping husband was me. fucking somebody, and she comes out and grabs a hold of Delander and fucking pulls her down by her hair.
0: We'd have an old school ECW cat fight. See we here, haven't had one of those in forever. Here we go. Let's put those two my, your idea that you just had a mind together. So Blake calls that open challenge. Jimmy comes out. Uh hold on, what you what were you saying? Okay, so yeah jimmy comes out and then like yeah the the rematch you could have was have chelsea like help jimmy and because mm-hmm. like we kind of they have a little thing too <laughs> couple from whatever that was when she uh, <laughs> decided, yeah decided to uh do that to jimmy but um Good i don't know jimmy. i think that'd be a cool way you that know? that would help out a lot like and that made jimmy's um, day i'm sure that would that could be how he wins is like hey cardona comes out to like foil it he gets like jimmy messes up somehow then you see chelsea come like oh fuck he's gonna help cardona then just blow blows cardona helps jimmy out i don't know that would be cool like chelsea was available together yeah if chelsea was available i
1: would have chelsea come out with blake And I would set up the lander and Cardona versus, oh yeah, because she found out that her man was cheating with the (laughs) lander. And she said, fuck that. She isn't going to let her ex get that championship. She's going to do everything she can to stop him. And Blake's the evil shithead. That's the one in between. That's like, ha ha ha. And he's using her emotions to help him win and maintain that championship.
0: Now I can't remember it. Hulk versus Savage when they were kind of having their problems. Oh man! Didn't Elizabeth yeah. come out and mm-hmm. quote, like kind of mm-hmm. turn on Randy right and join Hulk? Um.
1: Okay. So unless is uh, this I know is at one point while. like Hulk held Historians her. Historians are gonna kill me. Yeah, no, Historians I- are gonna kill me. Okay. So yeah, she got injured, and Hulk basically grabbed her and took to her to the, the back. back and put her on a thing and he's oh my god he's so worried and everything else and uh they left the he left the match and I think that's when Randy got the shit kicked out of him. I think.
0: But then didn't they at I'm the WrestleMania sure. when they had their match like I feel there like the Elizabeth whole thing. had yeah uh, that'd be cool. I mean you know Cardona loves that shit. Like I know obviously not yeah, yeah. Chelsea's not coming back for a while but that would be kind of a cool uh way to do that if Chelsea was available. I don't know. Elizabeth
1: I... is still one of my favorites. Her and Sherry. Scary Sherry. Sensational <laughs> Sherry. Yeah, man. Those two really knew how to to do it right. Like, um, she was like, I don't know. They were just two opposites between those two. And then you had Randy Savage. And, gosh, those characters just... Man, I hate to say <laughs> it, but it's just hard to get characters that are that character anymore and That's just be so horrible. damn good. Yeah, just... So unique. You know, it, it, we do, we really do lack a lot of performers that when they go through an airline, they would be looked at like somebody who may be a performer or important. It's just, yeah, that's getting off
0: on something else, honestly. But, but that's um, the cool part about Blake being champion. Like, look at all this fantasy book and we just did like, there's a lot more that could fun. be done and yeah. it's going to be, it could be cool. Cause it opens up obviously every time there's a new champion, like opens up new avenues and new storylines that they could use. And, I think there could be quite a few that could be fun. Like you said, we just did that and that still leaves Blake as champion, but you just made a so, whole fucking homecoming weekend moment of Jimmy Lloyd and all that stuff. Like, Yeah. You could give fun. Lloyd the cash in the case. And that's the one thing. That's the one thing. Have him win it
1: earlier in the night. You could do cash in the case, have him win it earlier in the night. And he cashes
0: that bitch in that night. That was the one it thing. can all be done in one night. Yeah. That's the one note I just crossed off. I forgot to mention. I wish there was something physical. A ring, the case. a case, something, something physical yeah. to like, instead of just coming out here, oh, I'm doing cashing and what? Like, what do you cash? I get it, whatever it's not. It's this tiny little thing, but I think it's also a tiny little thing that could have been like made useful as a I problem. Have to get a
1: golden but, fanny pack.
0: That,
1: I, they did that before. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, that's a thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, I say they did that. Uh, at the, <laughs> the brass ring one. Um. Yeah, I I don't know. I've always and wondered if there's like that. brass ring, whatever. <laughs> there was no breast ring when they actually had that match either. What
1: happened? No, no, no. Not fun. really. That that's okay. Yeah, that's something that should be figured out one day because if it's something just like getting a briefcase, like if someone would just call
0: me, I could fucking literally give you a briefcase I have sitting around my house. Well, I just thought that they could have no the problem was they had nowhere to hang it, probably in the UCC, which I don't logistically I don't know that stuff, so I'm not gonna act like I do.
1: Just at, uh just hang Adam Galt from the ceiling and just have him keep the, the thing in his <laughs> hand. The cage. Yeah, whoever can get Galt from the ceiling is the winner. Golf <laughs> on a pole match. Golf <laughs> Galt, Galt, Galt on a pole. <laughs>
0: That's fantastic. We love you, Adam. Yes. Oh, my um, gosh. Cage of Survival, though. Good. A good weekend. Way to end off the weekend. I thought both main events and both ways they ended both tonight's show was awesome. um Even though they're both quote-unquote heelish, I enjoyed both endings with June Kasai and Blake Christian kind of ending the night off and I, I just there's a lot of stuff that could be done and it's fun to think about obviously as we I do all my fantasy booking as always but um, I thought this was a great way to end Cage, Cage of Survival and like I said it kept everyone strong where they could all do cool things still and still keep their momentum and keep the, the heat or the fans behind them so some memorable moments, eh? Yeah, you go on and you could do it first today. Sure.
1: Um Vikingo and Ninja Mac. I'm with you there. It was kind of unexpected. It fell under it like flew under the radar in the card and then boom, there it was. And holy shit. Could have been a co main event. The way things are going. And I know it's Cage of Survival, but uh I yeah, that was a fantastic <laughs> match. Um the 16-minute six-man tag team match, I thought it was nice to see that they'd gotten such mu- so much time to do what they, uh, are do- they do so well. And I thought it was really nice that they're trusted so well to do what they do with that much time. Seeing Desperado in a single wrestling match, I didn't want to see him in anything else. I just wanted to see how he could singularly work. Uh, that's the real test of a wrestler and um, he definitely passed the test in my book. I'm looking forward to seeing him more lastly, because I love heels and I like seeing things thrown into the air and I love fucking chaos, Blake Christian picking up the win really, really, really um, is a memorable moment here. That's something that's going to last in my head, mainly because of all the shit being thrown too. we always remember those moments.
0: That so. That's where I was going to kind of lead off or not lead off, but I was going to end to is a, uh... I think that's what's going to make him memorable was the crowd reacting the way they did because uh, I I don't like the whole stuff thrown in the crowd like when they did it in L.A. with Joey I felt that was forced I don't I don't think it needed to be a riot as it kind of turned into like how the, all the throwing yeah. stuff in Cardona winning it absolutely was perfect Blake Christian doing it was absolutely perfect so I don't mind the stuff the crowd throwing stuff into the ring because that one actually made sense and. As you said, I think that's what's going to stick out in my mind memorable uh, because it was perfectly called for and a fun fun thing that happened in the new terminal. Um, Steph, uh, Matt Cardona and Steph, killing it always. And I thought it was pretty cool, them working with the the Kirks. Uh, Yes, Vikingo Ninja Mac, a match that was a dream and it was really good and definitely would like to see that match ran back again. Maybe even a little bit more time and a bigger ring, please. I think that's what kind of... Suffered a little bit for that match if I had to pick out one thing. um, The team of the Northeast, West Express, Jordan, Nick, and Speedball was awesome. Give me more of that as a trio. And yeah, Despy, as you said, perfect. I had the same note. Awesome seeing him in a one-on-one match. And you could yep. tell he felt more comfortable. I noticed, in my opinion, he felt more comfortable this night than he did in that triple threat. And... The main event was fucking awesome. Great match between Masha and Rina. I, and I, I said in my mind, the best death match I've seen this year, I honestly can't think of another one off the top of my head. Um, yeah, I can't even think of one, to be honest with you, that could challenge it. And then the awesome ending of Blake Christian ruining it was... That was it. That was the perfect way to end COS weekend. And I'm interested in seeing now how that turns into LA and how we react with Blake and everything else. And... Uh, I know we got that's our next upcoming show and we will both be there this Saturday at uh, the UCC and uh, you have the match there. You have some of the matches there. I don't know if you wanted to go over there or not. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the upcoming show that's going to be on is this Saturday, the 17th. It will be GCW's thank me later. This is coming from the Ukrainian cultural center in Los Angeles, California. Here's who we have on the lineup right now. So far 8 matches are announced. I'm guessing and fingers crossed we're getting another if not really scramble. like fingers crossed two matches. Um you fucking called it, dude. That's what's going to happen. A gonna missing be one, a scramble.
0: And I think that I makes 9. That's actually what the average an average show is 9. Yeah, I think there's another show that night <laughs> that I that it could be one more match but uh I don't think it's going to happen because I think he's on another show that night. So here's who we have. We have Zack Sabre Jr. Versus Nick gauge Your thoughts on that one. But I was talking to my wife. You talk about two fucking opposites you got. Uh-huh. Okay. And I don't mean this in the worst way. And it's going to sound so bad. And I hope I don't I hope you don't kick my ass in LA if he hears this. You have the probably world's best technical wrestler and Zach Sabre. And if I have to, you, off the top of my head you tell me one name to the complete polar opposite of technical wrestler that won't be able to hang with him i'd say nick gage but nick gage brings the death match in the extremeness so i'm interested in seeing how the fuck this match turns out like i don't know i don't know how crazy zach's willing to get i i'm interested in seeing nick roll with zach saber and show his old wrestling i've seen some old nick gage stuff and when he came down to do some technical stuff, he wasn't too bad at it, but nowhere near the level of Zach Saber. So I'm, I don't know what to expect from this match. I'm kind of headed into this as Speedball and Nick Gage, two complete fucking opposites. And that match turned out to be super fun that we saw. So after watching Zach with Jordan Oliver, um,
1: I'd watched how Zach had such a depth of knowledge on joint manipulation, holds, and. Um, he had a great mix of athleticism in there, too. So it wasn't just like he was sitting on the ground holding elbows the whole time. I also said that Zach seems to be talented enough that he could make me look good in the ring. Yeah. I mean, like a minimal no, like no, no skills. He could make me look good in the ring. So I think in this situation, we're looking at maybe a surprise banger of the night right here.
0: I mean, Gage looked good with Why Tony not? on the ground when they had when they He had looked a, good with Leo Rush. And that's the other one I was just about to say, like his match with Leo <laughs> Rush too was holy shit like I I think it's going to be good. I just don't know how, how it's going to be good. <laughs> exactly. Um next is Blake
1: Christian defending his title as far as we know, defending his title versus Kevin Blackwood. We we had strong emotions on that one. My my honest opinion is just I don't have anything uh against him too much except that his last like he's 2 and 10 to an 11 two and 12 it's it's not really good uh record wise and uh for such a large crowd and um I mean we're we're the West Coast home out there in Los Angeles so I was hoping to see someone more higher profile for the first title defense of Blake Christian then we have. Um, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Is there anything I, you do know, Okay. I okay.
0: said what I said about.
1: You said what you said, and that's what. One, and anybody yeah, who's changed. listening, I expect okay, it to be
0: a good match, but I don't like. Yeah. Getting the first title up
1: Oh, you know what? It will be a very good wrestling match. That's for sure. It's just I don't see much in Kevin, and that's not not good. But it's not bad. I just if he comes up with a character that appeals to me, then that'll be fantastic package it's in right now is kind of, uh, and that's okay. Uh, Reno Yamashita versus Maki Ito. I think that'll be fun to watch. I am very interested in what's going to happen in that match. kind of confused.
0: I'm, oh, that that's another stylistic matchup. Like, what the fuck? But once again, I'm excited to see what Maki and Reno pull out. Like, that's going to be interesting. Two fan favorites that way, too. Like, I'm very interested yeah. to see what happens during this match. And I, I'm actually looking forward to it just to see what these two put together. Like, this is one of these cars where it's like, I don't know what to expect, but it's going to be fun, I think. I don't I don't see anything bad oh, yeah. from Rena and Maki coming out.
1: So then we have our boys, Los Macisos, going up against the team of Joey Janela and Sawyer Wreck, which we talked about before. They're great together. Yeah, I, They have a team. I just don't know what to call at some point.
0: Well, you just got to put Sawyer Wreck with Cole and really have Wreck Shit Mountain. That was my... Uh... Oh, that's a good that one. That was my kind of thing when I first saw them being tag teams. I was like, oh, you could have put that with Cole and Wreck-Shit Mountain. Uh, I really wish this was full health. Well, Because so. then this would right. be a, one of those fucking crazy brawls all around the place. So once again, because of not knowing the health of uh, Miedo, I'm just yeah. going with this match and seeing what happens.
1: Well, fingers crossed it's a good one. And and again, it should be good. But I, didn't, I never like to see a muted wrestler. And of course... Just a little bit poor miedo is going to be a a touch muted unfortunately um we don't know his situation but i will say man he's he's working he's putting food on the table so good for him Uh, the next match here is effie versus kenny king i'm really let me just say this i'm really looking forward to seeing effie in la he had a fantastic conversation with me that lasted for quite a while and ever since then He has been nothing but supportive this podcast. A lot of stuff that I am posting out, especially about this podcast, he's tweeting out and retweeting out. I'm sorry, retweeting out. And um, he's been very nice. And I'm looking forward to just seeing him again and saying hi and thank you because a lot of people don't need to say, hey, I'll support you and then walk away and do nothing. He actually has not stopped supporting us i mean i'm getting retweets all the time and it's just very nice of him so i actually wanted to sidebar for a minute because um it's worth mentioning that someone who has all that going on in their life had actually said that they were going to do something for someone like me or us and and did it delivered on it
0: uh honestly i I'm thankful for that i think Blake is having a title defense against Effie coming up here soon. I could be completely wrong on that one, but that would be that interesting. Yeah, because that would be a good one, and a that that's a name that makes sense. Uh, uh, that's why I brought it up. Like all those names, like fucking Effie's right there too, that deserves a title yeah. shot against uh, the new champion. Um, I'm glad to see Kenny King back. I am a big fan. Like when I was training wrestling, Kenny he wasn't like a full on trainer, but. He was part one of my some of my trainers on some nights where the uh, the main, main person gonna be, but he was still coming up and wrestling Ring of Honor and um, Impact at this time. Uh, but he was so awesome and so cool as a trainer, and I've always loved him. i being out here in Vegas, see him all the time. I'm glad to see him work GCW. I'm pretty sure he's worked GCW in the past. I just can't think off the top of my head. But I'm glad to see him in GCW. And I think this was going to be a fun matchup with Effie. Another one that's wrestling stylistically, not there. But Kenny King could do anything, and so can Effie. So yeah, um, I kind of want to see a serious match, though. Like a full-on, just them go back and forth. I don't want to see... Uh, well, well, we're going with, to see. He's the with FBs, Kenny
1: though. King, so hopefully, he's gonna. See, we're gonna see a technical match.
0: Yeah, I definitely want to see that because Kenny King's. I because I, I kind of biased towards Kenny. King. I've always been a fan of his since day one of seeing him on Impact and Ring of Honor. Like I said, I didn't even know he was a wrestler training when I was there, and him showing up to train one of the classes like holy shit this is awesome that was like probably oh, the yeah. funnest name i got to work or train with it was him and he was also a really good trainer but him and gcw i think is a good pairing and i'm hoping we see some more of kenny king in the, in the future i know you said we see him a lot out here in vegas but i like to see i actually like, yeah. like Vandergriff in a completely different setting out of vegas like gcw brings something out of you whether you like it or not and Like I want to see what it brings out of Kenny King. Like he's one that feeds off of fans and excitement. I think he's going to enjoy his time and, uh, I think he's going to kill it. It's going to be a fun one. So then next we have Alec price versus Kevin Knight. I'm calling. I
1: know Alec price. I'm not Mr. Wonderful yet with Kevin Knight. So I'm going to take your word on it that he's fucking awesome. I'd be looking forward to it. And I, uh, I'll really be looking forward to, uh, yeah, if you're saying that this may be, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it then too, because your judgment's pretty good on these.
0: Yeah, I think this has a sleeper to be match of the night. I hope this gets 15, 15 minutes maybe at most. That might even be pushing it, but Kevin Knight is outstanding. And Alec, this is perfect match. Like stylistically, this is going to be a fun match. I think this is going to be the best actual in ring match of the night and i think this is going to be fun to watch and this
1: and they I'm, put him up against price i think kevin knight's going to win just because Kevin Knight didn't go against blake christian sorry it's just all this no. blew up in my head all the time i'm sorry man i <laughs> no, you right over you but why the fuck don't they have kevin knight versus blake christian hey i got a title defense blake christian versus zach saber jr Ooh, that, talk to me,
0: but you know the only what? Reason they, they, they won't can't let him book lose. That. That's the exactly. That's the only reason you can't yeah. book that is because of that reason. Fuck. This is Kenny King's first. Well, he wrestled uh at the Collective on the uh, for the Culture Show, the the East Coast versus West Coast. uh He was in that match um, that four four versus four, five versus five Survival Series match. So this would uh-huh. be his first actual GCW, uh, per uh. Appearance and I'm actually looking forward to. It. I, I think he's one of these ones will fit into like another game. Another name we haven't seen a while, too Chris Bay. I really liked when Chris Bay was wrestling GCW you know, when they were out on the West Coast quite often. But going back to Alec Price, Kevin Knight, yeah, I think that's going to be fun. I think Kevin Knight's going to win yeah. just because the whole New Japan thing. Um, but I think this is going to be one of those showcase for showcases for Alec Price to show everybody who the fuck he really is, the Northeast beast. I think it's going to be fun. So. Let's
1: see how the fans take on the next one here. We have Jack Cartwheel versus Titus Alexander. Is Titus going to go full heel here? Oh, yeah. Or is Titus going to, yeah. I think think it's full heel, yeah, easy. Well, it's an easy, this is an easy one. Like, it just feeds. I mean, if, you know, you touch Cartwheel in a bad way, the fans are just going to fucking go rabid.
0: Yeah, I think that one's going to be a fun one too. Um, that one was just announced like yesterday, I think, with Alec Price and Kevin and I too. So uh, they have uh, kind of stacked the card on the last couple of days, which I'm glad because I think they're they well. Were excellent we were talking. Pre-match. We were talking, and I just want to be fair
1: about it because I I knew that. Um, well, I just wanted to mention it. We were like, hey, this card seems a touch light. There's local talent on it. And that's OK, but we're in L.A. And if I wanted to see some of these guys, I'd just watch a local show. And, and you know, people could say that in other places, too. But L.A. is a big stage. You know, bring your big names. And I can say that in the last few days, just like you were saying, B, that um, they have started to bring out bigger names. And now our card is starting to look a hell of a lot better than it was earlier.
0: I think that's uh, a like, yeah. that's not really a prep issue or problem. Uh, either with the names, a lot as we were talking about, a lot of the names are gone. Like either all, all yeah. they're doing another show in another company, or they're overseas. There's a lot of the names are not uh working that weekend, which I think kind of hurts. As we were talking about, hurted the card a little bit, but or hurt the card, not hurted. Uh, <laughs> it hurted hurt it, it, bro. Hurt it. I too much time with my son now. <laughs> um, I think that's what hurt the card a little bit, but I. Happy with these three matches that they announced, because um, I think it will pick it up in the in ring. Just stepped up a lot too, I think, um, and they're good matches. The uh, last one, Star Boy versus Cole, another fun matchup. And
1: uh, see what I'm Starboy. happy to see it. I'm happy to see it because I, I've now figured out Star Boy because I asked about his gimmick straight to his face, and I got it right out of his own mouth. And then Cole's just one that he's he's my dude. I see him when I can. He sees me when he can it's always a fun time. So um, I was really happy to see Cole's name on there because he's one of the people I always look forward to when I go to a show. So uh, yeah, this is going to be a really fun show. It's shaped out to be a really good card. The scramble participants have not been announced yet, and I'm sure we're going to get that soon. It's Wednesday night and uh, well, it's Wednesday night for us right now. Whenever people hear this, it could be a little further in the week, but I don't think um, it will
0: even get announced, yeah. to be honest with you. I think we're going to show up, and that's going to be how they start off the night. We're going to see all the competitors right, right. in the ring. I'm in LA, fucking scramble. I don't know. I, that's how I think it's going to start.
1: Um, okay, so I have an idea. This this is like Dusty Road shit. Okay, they need two scrambles. You need an eight-man in the ring and a six-man outside the ring going on at the same time.
0: What do you got? The like the rebound. I don't know. I don't from know. From Impact Days, the old first rumble.
1: I don't know, dude. It's the drugs. That was some dusty road shit. Maybe he just came down into my body and said,
0: I got something for you. I could see I Van de Griff maybe being a now, I don't know. There is one name or one group out there. They got booked for oh shit, West Coast Pro. Oh, uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Well deserved. And that's a, that's this group we were talking about that we love out here. That we want to see them blow up? Yeah. Lights camera faction in Defy. Absolutely. That's fucking yeah. awesome. Oh, not nice Defy. In, uh, baby. West Coast Pro, not Defy. Sorry. They're West Coast Pro, not Defy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, that's that's really good because, you know, uh, Brett the Threat went up there from FSW and he blew up real nice. So, Suavacitos, yeah. Suavacitos went up there. So, I think what it is is, um, you know, these guys get in front of the right crowd and, and they're getting loved. I'm glad and that's 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 really you know what yeah because I will say it's kind of rough but the Las Vegas crowd you know in general sometimes is a little quieter it gets a lot more it gets a lot louder when GCW's in town
0: but I want to see them go against um the conglomerate that'd be a fun matchup out there okay hmm. AlphaZo D-Rogue yeah and, um oh shit I forgot the other one um get them going against lights camera faction i think that'd be a cool little rivalry out there but i actually i i learned when i saw that i was like oh yes let's go lights camera faction like right, finally right got a good that's a very good booking you know, and like a well-known name and a name i'll know i'll be able to catch on IWTV here so uh i'm actually looking forward to that but i wouldn't mind seeing them in gcw like we were kind of talking about seeing them in gcw and then showing up in yeah. the west coast i think it was pretty cool but I think the Scram will be a little bit of the local names. A lot of names we probably saw at Collective Weekend, like Santino Brothers style, and uh, yeah, I think that's. Well, what fingers
1: crossed, see. we get some big names on there. I don't know, maybe Depp and magically healed. Oh, he's going come out, you know. That's one name. No, we won't he's, see yeah, he's
0: yeah, he still got some time. That would be yeah. a good way for Popham, him have uh, have him kind of come back and win the belt from Christian. That'd be cool.
1: I hope I hope he's a surprise when he comes back. Yeah. I don't want him to be announced a month ahead of time. I want to be surprised. I'd come oh, out in a mask back. and just have him reveal himself like I'm the fucking guy. <laughs> Dude, he could come out against Blake Christian and be like Daddy's home and just come out and heel v heel. Yeah. Uh I don't know. Also, that's really an interesting thing, but you know, Blake Christian really did pick up the heel thing even just a touch further when we lost a heel in Deppen. Yeah. And then, and then you know, we we brought in uh, Alec Price as a heel, and he is totally not. So, we really, we're always low on, on heels. And that's kind of good, because, like I said, GCW's a love fest for, with the fans, so.
0: That's kind of what I want to uh, put the two biggest heels together right now, just because they can wreck, like, legit just wreck havoc right now on GCW and do some pretty cool storyline of like sports entertainment. Perro and, and Mason.
1: Yeah, you put them together, they're they're dominant.
0: Yep, that's oh. another name too. We haven't seen in a, in a while either. Mason. Um, he's going to be over at House of Glory. That's where. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's, I was thinking a Cardona might show Makingo. up. That's going to be nuts. That's on the seventeenth, right? The same night. I believe so. I think oh, Cardona. Just kidding.
1: Nope, I don't know what I'm talking about. Y'all need to watch GCW. Um, but I, I will probably check that out later. I'm not going to lie, because oh, that's the honest truth. I'll probably check it out and just see what's going on because. It's exciting wrestling, and again, that's a you know he's still a GCW performer to a degree, and I'm gonna oh, try to on support Friday. my people
0: Friday. Speed, yeah. Perfect Speedball's out there too. Jesus Christ. Perfect. Yeah, I'll support our boys. Oh, Cardona versus awesome. Carlito. Yeah. Ah. Wow. What an oddball cool. matchup. I got, at least I know what I'm watching Friday night, and then going to bed, and then going to GCW. I I suggested. take uh, Carlito.
1: The, Carlito. And Cardona should do one of their old SmackDown matches from back in the day, like move for move.
0: Right. That was yeah. the one name, like yes. when we were talking about matches for LA, I was like, oh, Cardona could come out and like do like a surprise run in that turns into a match. But then I was like, stop. And I was like, I think he's on that House of Glory card.
1: Um. In a perfect world, one day, I need Cardona and Moxley again.
0: Fully, though. They didn't even retro- wrestle fully last time. It was just Moxley did the reverse uh, Cardona on him yeah that's why i thought too they could have gone like when moxley was a champion of having cardona and gage like somehow all three of those have to kind of get together because those were three storylines that could be brought into one good good smart thinking but la is looking good i'm liking la now
1: yeah looking (laughs) forward to it hopefully we get in nice and easy and out nice and easy hopefully traffic fingers crossed is is good with us yeah um so the other thing is like always um go out and check out GC dub podcast. When you get a chance, they're over there still doing their thing monthly. Um, they like to go out there and just, uh, discuss each match and talk about how they feel about each performer. Um, I enjoy listening to them. They're fun. They do a video podcast. That's where we're slowly going to here soon. And, um, it sounds like that's going to be quicker sooner than later here with the video thing that's
0: awesome yeah and pretty good quality with the familiar name in gcw um that does like some of the graphics for some of the posters for gcws who i've reached out to so we'll get a nice clean gcw looking podcast but done by somebody who knows gcw so i'm actually really looking forward to working with this person because uh like i said they seem to know the product. They know what I'm looking for. Where every other time I've done this, they have not. So <laughs> that's why we. That's yeah, why kind of yeah. like our our logo. And right now is kind of video gamey. I reached out on those, on that. Oh fuck that Fiverr website that you talk to the people that do it, and they just mostly make it for gamers. When I specifically told that person this is not for gaming. Oh, I got you. I got you. And this is the. What i turned out so i'm actually looking forward I to did working like with it everybody. though yeah my wife was saying too we kind of like the logo i was like out of what i paid for that's the only thing i have kind of really liked because everything else that i got yeah. for the our move to video back then uh is not possible so i'm glad I'm working with this person they know the product they know kind of the vision that we have they understand gcw they know what to make it look good and pop for gcw um, and they know exactly what that we are, a podcast looking to go to video, not fucking gaming. So everything will be, uh, <laughs> everything I'm looking forward to this this, uh, partnership because then uh, hopefully it turns into a little bit more where we can do some other cool stuff, which I think we might be able to for a, uh, reasonable amount, reasonable amount of, on um, price. And I think, uh, nice. some ideas will be out there. Pretty cool. Alrighty, bud. All right. It's about that time. It is about time. All right, so we got GCW. Thank me later. UCC this Saturday, June seventeenth, at an LA, and we will cover it. Hopefully, uh, the following week, sometime during the weekdays, um, and stay kind of stay on schedule and stay where we are now, and kind of all caught up. Even though we skipped a couple shows, uh, we're all caught up now. We feel okay. like we need to be yeah, there. we're caught up now, baby. <laughs> yeah, we feel like where we need to be. A lot less stress and um. Unfortunately, yeah, we don't no lie.
1: That's it's a lot less stress. Yeah. It was like I said before, nine to 10 hours per episode. At one point, I was four behind. That's a full time job for a week to catch up. I'm like, we just we just got to keep going with what the important shows are. And if we have time, we can go back to the smaller shows. So
0: yeah, like the one day bug, we do have I kinda... sitting that it was Blake Christian relaxing. That's why it feels like such a long time ago, even though it was one of those shows we missed. I just watched it, but since we didn't talk about it, it feels like it was yep. a long time ago, but, but I just wanted to shout out like culture Inc was on that Florida show that we didn't talk about, but they were the highlight of the night for me that night. And I, we wanted to talk with about them a little bit more. So yeah, I know we're not covering that show, but we might as well give the shout out culture Inc. Um, big shout out there. Um, to all the, the
1: listeners this. who are just fucking awesome. Yes. We're um, thankful. You yeah. guys are so cool.
0: And hopefully we will be making, uh, like I said, making this a little bit better for the fans out there and moving live well, we, to got a, yep. and we got to have video. audio,
1: chats. audio, video, getting the whole thing together. We got it. It'll yeah. just take a little time.
0: Answering some questions on YouTube and uh, during the live feed. And we'll figure it all out as we go. All right, let's get him out of here. I know it's getting late. Yeah, let's do it. OK, All right. long, long
1: live, live G. G. No. Oh, fuck you. CW. <laughs> beep beep. <laughs>